Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, May 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos. What's next? Hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. Hello, guys. Hopefully get the room filled up a little bit. I didn't uh, really promote it this week, so to speak, due to being in mourning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see what's going on here. What's up, buddy? How you been? I've been good. How about you? Not bad. I've been better. Yesterday was the last last night was the first time I spoke basically all week since uh the lunar ordeal. Yeah. So, it's it's been yeah. a rough week. It's been a rough yeah, week. Man. My way of dealing with things is just like kind of just remove myself for a little bit, you know, kind of go rogue. <laughs> so that's kind of what my what I did all week. I didn't I didn't watch didn't look into anything to be honest with you. I had a lot of eggs in that basket. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm not feeling sorry for myself anymore. But it it just like <clears throat> it, it was like really frustrating, kind of trying to get back into crypto during the week. So I just kind of said screw it. Like I was just like looking into NFTs and just kind of chilling. Really didn't care too much for what was going on in the ecosystem. You know, I know crypto is going to keep moving on, so I figured I'll just take a little break. What up, Tricky? What up? Yeah, crypto's not going anywhere, so <laughs> never a uh, never bad bad thing to take a little break and just kind of reset and come back. Yeah, I mean, I I was going to anyways even before this happened because I'm going to Florida tomorrow and I'm going to be doing that permissionless event. So I was kind of going to be chilling anyhow a little bit, not like completely removing myself, but. I already had this plan. I mean, I wish it would have been a, for a better reason why I kind of took off all last week, but or this week, I should say. But uh, it, you know, it is what it is. So there's a is there like an someone just told me that there's a space right now with Osmo and Luna. Yeah, Sunny's on there, um, and then it's with Django and Connor and Seppi. There's like four hundred fifty, five hundred people. Okay, so that's where that's where everyone's at then. I didn't I didn't realize yeah. it, yeah, because I just do this every every Sunday at noon. So whatever. Yeah, I started like thirty minutes ago. I just planned it yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, do, you have, do you have any project uh, on today, Cosmos? No, I didn't actually. That's what I mean. Like, I kind of just went completely rogue this week. I really m- more wanted to just kind of just chill and talk with the community as opposed to having a developer on. Although that's probably would have been a better move because people got to have confidence in things moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand things are going to keep moving forward. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I fell in love with Cosmos is because I, I even, pre- you know, I never predicted Luna was going to get a zero, but I always preached that like, hey, look. You know, if you have a, a nice bag of IBC, 
even if one kind of lets you down, should, one other one should pick your back up, so to speak. And I, I just use it as like a like a sports metaphor. You know, you have you have teammates, and even if you have an off night or you're not performing your best, but you guys are in the playoffs, one of your teammates should step up and and help out the team. So it's kind of like how I've always viewed I, IBC. Now I never thought such a good idea and technology would go to zero. I thought maybe more of like a meme coin or or something that's just kind of not relevant or whatnot would, would go to zero first. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel bad for the ones that maybe had all their eggs in the Terra ecosystem because that would really suck. I mean, I had majority of my eggs in that basket, but I, I still held on to a lot of, um, you know, a lot of Osmo, a lot of Adam, a lot of Seeker, a lot of Juno. So, I mean, I just need one of those to perform well. I have NGM, Expert, uh, Persistence, Peace Day, Comdex. You know, I still have a bunch of, uh, you know, if you want to use a boxing, I still got some uh, fight left in the tank. So, we just need one of those guys to kind of step up, hopefully, once the next run happens. Hopefully, if there is another run, I would assume there's going to be. But it is kind of scary, though, that. I I looked at, I mean, I've had government work in my background, and I, I realized that there's a lot of older people in office that have a lot of banking ties, and you know they're gonna they're they're not gonna let that go. So, you know, I looked at it like, look, UST got too big too fast, and they just kind of put a kill switch. I don't think things happen just organically. Like that was to me was intentional. It was kind of like a message sent. Like we don't want any. We need to have our hands in a cookie jar, so to speak. It would be I would love for just a completely decentralized world, but I, I've always said I thought that was kind of um I don't want to say delusional, but almost delusional. Like there has to be a little bit of centralization, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say that. It's just these guys aren't gonna just give up. They're gonna do what they have to do to to still be relevant. I mean, you look at if you're you get into American politics. I mean, you could just go in and just pull out 10 random politicians, you know, in the Senate or the Congress and just like, look how old they are. They're so old. They're not going to give up. These people are like literally just lifers to the antiquated, archaic ways of, of life. So, but I do think <clears throat> IBC is building a lot of tools for the, for the toolbox that can be relevant. So I just got to, I think it's going to be a longer view than I had before. Like I had like a, two to three year um mass adoption maybe it still happens i don't know it might be more of like a five to seven in my opinion now but it is what it is but um yo what up b i didn't realize Os gone? i didn't realize osmo's doing uh osmo luna community space yeah at first i was wondering if you guys were jumping on together but uh no i just we switched over just here all together yeah it would have been booming, but it's still already booming over there. It's crazy. A lot of people. Yeah, they're talking about some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was I was completely out of it this week. Like, I kind of just like was in a uh, like a morning state, and I felt like a loved one kind of passed away, you know, and just kind of like just I don't want to say depressed, but just like fuck it, <laughs> like screw oh yeah, it. yeah. You know, it was, I mean? it was like, a lot going on for sure. Yeah, I, like, I, I think that it's important for everyone to like really understand too that you know this is a tragedy this is like a complete doomsday type of event and uh we just need to allow ourselves time to process all that stuff too some heavy emotions to go through 
Hell yeah, man. That's how I was. Like, <clears throat> like I said, I would have been more devastated if um, I had all my eggs in that basket. But there were a lot of factors. Although, like, yeah, it always sucks to lose the money. But there were so many factors that kind of went against me leading up to that. There's so many things that um, I, don't, I don't. Last night, I kind of spoke briefly about it. So there was two factors that really annoyed the shit out of me. So the first one was is I had a really big position in the Osmo at or the um, Osmo Luna pool. And when Evmos first was going to come out, I was like, I was loading up. I had, I just kept adding to that pool. I'm like, look, as soon as Evmos is going to come out, I'm going to take at least 60 to 70% out of that pool and just jam it into Evmos and just wish for the best. Right. And I did that, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of dying today with my allergies. It's been brutal, but, um, so I did that, and then the Evmos halt happened with the chain, and I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'll just I'll rebond it in the same pool and whatever. I'll let it go. And then so that was one thing. So that would have been like 60% of a lot of a lot of dinero, so to speak, that I would have had just in Evmos. And then, you know, if Evmos makes it, then boom, whatever. But um, you know, that was that was the first one. And then the second one was again when Evmos literally just launched their chain again. I was like, all right, I unbonded, had a nice stack of um, Luna. I swapped it over to ETH, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to wait for osmosis anymore I'm, uh, for them to list on osmosis. I'm just going to go on diffusion. So I took a, a, a sample of it, like maybe 5% or, or whatever of that nice stack, and I swapped to ETH, and I was like, let me just do a trial run with Nomad. And then get that over to the fusion and see how it was. Like, I literally didn't care if I had to pay $50, $60 in gas fees. I was like, whatever. I just want to get it over there and farm some diffusion tokens and um, kind of go from there. And it just didn't work. Like, I don't know. I, I spoke to their team. I found some sort of glitch where, like, it didn't even try to process the, the transaction. And I used high gas or whatever they call it over, over in their system. And I literally paid, I don't know two fees it was over a hundred dollars and i it, it, it instantaneously failed so i got real aggravated and kind of raged i was like you know what screw it i took all my eth that i had and i swapped it back to luna and i, I re-pulled it again so that was two different scenarios where like i could have got saved you know like it was like almost the universe was giving me a sign to like get out but then it, it's it kind of was like a slap in the face too and then i just yeah. re-pulled I, I just re-pulled it and then this happened literally right after like simultaneously afterwards so it's really annoying because I did want to become like, I don't know what people consider a well, but I was going to be an Evmos well, just because I'm like, you know what, it's, it's EVM, it's on, it's on, um, you know, it's on Cosmos, it's IBC, as much as like, I'm not a huge fan of EVM, I'm like, I understand it, solidity, people are always going to build on it, it kind of is what it is, I don't see it going away anytime soon. I'm going to just grab a huge, huge stack of Evmos and just kind of just compound the shit out of it whenever like rewards go. And then I was going to take some of those rewards and move it throughout the system and buy a bunch of different tokens with it. And, you know, lo and behold, that happened. So like that whole, you know, that whole goal just went out the window because <clears throat> it's going to be annoying to think about it, especially if Evmos takes off because I would have had so much Evmos. Now it's like. That yeah. Time. So like, yeah, if I, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, uh, I was like collecting all my profits into Luna and UST. And I was like, this is genius. You just like swing trade back and forth, you know? And, and I didn't really fully understand how fast Luna could fall. So I was like 75% into Luna 
<laughs> with like the remaining 25% in the UST, but I was getting ready to, to purchase stuff with Luna and with the, with the UST. I was going to trade them both like the, uh, the dollar, you know? So like that stuff imploded and I, I really believed in it at first. I was like, okay, this is going to go down as like a legendary de-pegging. There's going to be one for the books, but once it repegs, you know, everyone's going to want Luna. And, uh, I went to bed at when it was like 70 cents or something. And then when I woke up, it was at 22 cents for UST. It was like, oh shit, it's done. All my money was gone already by that point. Yeah, man, it was, it's just crazy. Like, so I guess my lesson is, or what I learned is whenever you have something in your gut or your mind that you, it, that you have going on, just go with it. Like I, if, you know, I could have left, I could have swapped everything in the ETH and just had it in ETH and ETH to, in, in my opinion, I think ETH is kind of just like a chosen one, even if I don't like completely like it or whatever. I think it's going to be around. I don't see it dying. So at least you still would have had those tokens. And I understood in, in the back of my mind, like I did understand that I didn't think it would, I didn't think it would fall that fast. I, I really, I literally right. that, but I, I, no, I was so quick. Like, yeah. I understood there's a possibility that it could go down really far and kind of just stay there. And, and then maybe, you know, be in a cycle of where people just don't really believe in it or whatever. But I never in a million years would have just thought like, look, if you went rogue for a whole week or like you went on vacation, you're like, Hey, I'm just going to like not watch my crypto at all. And I'm just going to like focus on my family. And then you times it during that time you, you know, you holy hell, man, you lost everything. It's crazy. Like I lost so much from it. And it's, it's, it's like, it's not even that, like I said, the, 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 the more frustrating part of it was, is that I had all these different intentions that I was going with and it kind of like the universe said, no, which really, yeah. kinda, it really aggravated me more. It almost felt like there it was out to get against me because like I said, I mean, I still would have lost like, a decent amount, but I still would have had a lot more soldiers on in, in the army, in the army, so to speak. Now it's like, it's like a literally <laughs> I'm, I'm almost building I'm almost building back from scratch. Like I didn't lose everything because I still, like I said, I always preached in like a diverse portfolio. And one of the main reasons I really loved IBC is that there's a lot of different utility and tokens and uh, different chains that can offer a lot of tools in the future. Now, whether they all make it, I don't know. Maybe none of them make it. I don't know. But at least I have more chances, so to speak. So. Uh, and, and another thing that I'm looking to, I, I've been looking in, I've been doing this anyways, as much as I love Cosmos, like I've been looking at all kind of different tools and utility, uh, like that can offer things in the future. And I'm just trying to build more of a diverse portfolio. Like I got, I have some Kadena, I have Constellation, like I, I have even like, I, I don't really agree with what they're, what they do sometimes. Like I have XRP, I have a lot of like banker type coins. Like I'm just. I'm spreading it out, man. Like this, this was a lesson to be learned. Like, and if I, yeah. I, ever, get, I ever get too big of a, a, of a spot in any of these ecos, then I'm probably going to spread it out even more. Like, okay, this went up really high. Like I, I'm not going to maybe sell and go into USD. Maybe I should, but I'll just like move it into something else. So whether that's Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, because I think like Bitcoin and Ethereum, in my opinion, that could be completely wrong, but I, I think they're kind of the chosen ones. Just first, first movers advantage. They have so many deals with so many people with money. Like, you know, it's this. You know, you know what though? With like Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin's like 
what do they call it? Like a apocalyptical or whatever. Like it, it can survive an apocalypse. You know, it's just got so much going for it. I, I really am starting to think that, um, you know, because I had this whole game plan of like, all right, well, let me switch back and forth between UST and Luna, and th- these are going to be my my chosen center of my portfolio here. And now that UST is gone, I really got deep talking with some Bitcoin miners about like, like I, I think the catastrophic mistake was trying to back ust with bitcoin because as bitcoin was falling as ust was falling they were burning more bitcoin trying to save ust and it was just like kind of counterintuitive so we started talking and you know what they were going at is that like in order to back ust you really need it to be real dollars you need people to actually have access to dollars and then that brings you into like stable coins backed by capital but then the problem there too is the same thing is like, how can you actually guarantee you're going to be able to get a dollar for your USDC? What if there's a panic moment and all the backers start taking their capital out? So then it comes full circle into Bitcoin. Bitcoin's already on, you know, in the digital space. It, it already exists out here and it is decentralized. It's just completely decentralized. There's like really no, nothing that can kind of grab power i mean anything anyone that can grab wealth from it it can be destroyed in a minute like no bankers can actually grab bitcoin and then control it it's just impossible and so what i'm thinking is gonna happen now is that bitcoin doesn't have smart contracts but cosmos if you ibc bitcoin into cosmos it's faster it moves quicker it's nimble it can join smart contracts and then it's almost like because you're doing IBC, it's, it's not like it's a representation of Bitcoin. It's like it, it is Bitcoin. It's worth one Bitcoin. You know, and so for the panic, panic moments, you don't have to rely on a third party to give you your Bitcoin back. You just IBC back over to Bitcoin and, you know, you're secure. So I'm, I'm really thinking that Cosmos is going to become the smart contract layer for Bitcoin. I mean, it should be. And then also last night, I kind of hopped on the Cosmos Space show just to like vent a little bit because it was the first time I actually talked to someone about like what happened. So, but I, I was, um, <clears throat> I was talking to a couple guys and uh, I was saying, oh, we should have, if there's going to be some sort of stable coin in IBC ever again, like it should just be almost like an ETF, like a diverse portfolio of all the IBC assets that maybe by right voted by. I was thinking that too. Yeah, because like you, you can, can uh, you can like trade top twenty or whatever, like you know. Yeah, you can trade a gam token. You can make it on Osmosis, and then like we could just trade that gam token and call it our IBC security token. So, Luke, yeah. in Terra, there was actually a protocol that was coming out that was actually going to enable you to, well, it was going to enable everyone to create their own kind of basket of goods. It was called the Nebula Protocol. Uh, they literally did their airdrop. They were getting ready to like do their. That kind of like their soft launch um and essentially like anyone can put together like a basket of of coins they wanted to follow and essentially like you could follow like a lot of people in 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 the terror ecosystem were following people like Sefi and and lucky and hutch and stuff like that so they would be able to make like a basket of like a you know maybe make like a high risk a low risk and a medium risk like set of coins and then you could just buy that token and it kind of just tracked them along the way. It was actually re- like really cool. I hope they, I hope they continue to, to do it. Cause I think it was something that was really needed, but essentially like anyone could create an ETF. Um, and then other people would actually be able to 
kind of buy in on whatever that particular strategy was. So I hope they continue. It was Nebula protocol. Um, I I haven't seen any posts since, you know, the the reckoning last week, but uh, hopefully they end up sticking it out because I think it was something that's really kind of needed in the space to help people diversify. Um, However, (laughs) I guess a a word of caution is just because you think you're diversified doesn't mean that you are. Um, I thought I was pretty well diversified across the Terra ecosystem. And uh, as we can, uh, as we can see, like everything got smoked uh, kind of associated with Terra. So I guess, I guess my word of caution would be, uh, you know, just because you think you're, you're, you're safe because, oh, I have all these kind of blue chip altcoins in the Terra ecosystem. Like everything, you know, was dependent on kind of like UST and, and Luna, I, I guess, kind of anchoring it. So, you know, all, all the things that I thought I was diversified in are also, you know, you know, gone to zero. So um, I think that was, that's my biggest takeaway from this whole thing is like diversification doesn't, doesn't mean just you know, oh, I'm not all in UST or I'm not all in Luna. Um, I think to me, the value of the cosmos is is that we could be in different chains in case to kind of, I guess, prevent the contagion of, of, uh, you know, some catastrophic event. But anyway, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they, they continue, but Nebula protocol, I think is doing something similar to what you're saying. Nice. Yeah. There's like, I was going to say, did you got, yeah, I got a turkey in my bag. I'm gonna say, well, I think a lot of these projects that were built on top of Terra that you know are, are still valuable. That you know, I guess their token doesn't, doesn't necessarily have as much value now. I still like they're still gonna still gonna airdrop to holders and supporters from the Terra ecosystem. So just make sure you have you make keep that same seed, that same ledger or whatever you're using for Terra, and don't just get mad and throw it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think there there are so many like. It's it's crazy to me that like some billionaire hasn't seen like the the extreme value like within the Terra ecosystem. Like I know like the Juno guys, and I know there's like an Osmo spaces going on right now. But like like think of like you're essentially buying a defunct company for you know literally pennies on the the UST. Um, <laughs> so like to have access to that group that 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 group of brains. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised there hasn't been, you know, uh, uh, like a play by, you know, I, like Papa Musk or something, just being like, "Hey, I was going to buy Twitter, but that seems to be falling apart. So maybe I'll just buy the Terra Luna chain and have access to, you know, I'll have my own blockchain." Uh, I think that would be like a kind of kind of neat neat story. But uh, yeah, I, I I hope a lot of these things end up just kind of converting to the cosmos. It, to me, it makes the most sense just because of you know almost the portability of everything. Uh, it's not like you you have to go like learn a new you know language you're probably already familiar with a lot of the a lot of the protocols and things just because you're you know you were on terra and you're, it's the same kind of sdk ish i think i described it as the step the step the stepson of of the cosmos since it it's similar but a little bit different um so yeah yeah we got we got plenty of stuff that made a similar transition like ust where uh they started off on eth and then got that SDK, started building their own chain and some slight variations. But I wonder too, like, you know, all these projects that were built on top of Terra, like you said, you were diversified and, you know, you felt like you were safe. But the fact that this stuff was all on Terra and as Terra goes down, you know, now you're losing your projects. Isn't that even more of a drive to push for 
you know, creating your own chain. All, all these apps and dApps, they could just be their own chain and run on their own consensus and like even go through shared security with Cosmos Hub. Yeah, like uh, w- what comes to mind is like Astroport, right? Like they were making these huge deals about like <laughs> the Astro Wars and, and you know, like everything that was going around with like, you know, trying to attract uh, locking up your Astro tokens for like, you know, cool boosties and stuff similar to Curve. And it's like that, like so many people were kind of really pumped for that uh, to kind of have our own little Curve Wars on Terra. And like literally, you know, people were pumping, you know, tens of thousands if not you know and i know like sumo guy was buying like millions of dollars worth of astro and and like now it's like that's it's like astro wars it's like it doesn't even like exist anymore so it'd be interesting to see if some of that stuff kind of does happen like astro port becomes its own chain uh you know a la some sort of uh, i guess you know osmo competitor or whatever the case would be but i mean i think astro is a really good good dex and and a really good product um so it'll be interesting to see like what happens with things like that i know the loop guys have been in touch a lot i know they've been in a lot of spaces uh kind of a big fan of, of the, that that exchange or that uh you know swap too so I, it'll be interesting to see how it all kind of shakes out so i haven't been paying attention I, I he was on the show yesterday simon last night should have asked him actually but what what can we do with our tokens on there like i have osmo tokens like i have tokens that are on like loop like I was in the Osmo, I don't know what pool it was. Maybe the, it might have just been the Osmo UST pool. So I'm probably just rugged anyways. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea. I, anything on Astroport, I've been kind of just um, like all my altcoins. Like if I've been seeing like a little pump, I've been just cashing it out to UST. Last night, I think UST made it up to like 26 cents. So I freaking wormholed that shit out and, and converted it to USDC and, you know, at least trying to, trying to recoup some of the some of the losses but like all the nft stuff like i don't know it's just kind of i mean i had a significant amount in like terra nfts that are all just freaking rugged uh essentially um just kind of sucks yeah so hey b i like i said i haven't been paying attention so this is there a hard fork today so like our osmo uh, ust pool we're going to be able to withdraw like even if you unbonded and you're still waiting like what's going on today with that yeah, so uh, the clear picture on that is that the pools are going to get lifted up. And so that's just going to stop the trading on those pools. It's going to stop in permanent loss. So like whatever Osmo you do happen to have, um, you'll still have to go through your unbonded period, whether it's 14, 7, or 1 days. So when it's unbonded, um, you're not going to be suffering in permanent loss basically from today till that point. And so whatever's left, you can scoop out. Okay. And that that goes for any UST pool. Like I have a, a nice stack of uh, XPRT and UST in one of the pools. So that would help with that too. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I was so out of it, man. Like I forgot to even unbond shit. Like I had so many pools oh. with UST, like I, cause I have so many wallets and like, right. no, I, I had stuff over in Chris Crescent and you could have unbonded that immediately. And I was like two or three days later, I was like, ah, oh, I didn't even think. Yeah, man. Like, and then I could have I could have made so many moves with sending over UST over to um, Kava, and then just using their stablecoin and using their stablecoin into Kava, Osmo, like, you know, Akash. Like, I could have made so much. I could have made so much more out of this crap that I just kind of pissed away because I was just like, 
like in a deep morning, you know what I mean? I was like, screw this. You know, though, good for the people who did because, you know, Terra blowing up. It was literally like money just exploded. Oh, and there's like piles of money all over throughout the ecosystem. And, you know, people lost a lot, but I'm just grateful for some people who did go and, and make some money back. Like one of the guys over at OSL, he's been getting a little worried about uh, paying for rent this month. And he's like, I just made two months of rent. And I'm like, amazing. Good. Good for you, dude. Yeah. I know. I got to the point where I was like, I don't even give a shit. What am I going to like? Cause how much I lost? Like I got to the point, I know it's still a lot of money that I'm like, what am I going to make a couple, you know, a few hundred or whatever from it. But I should have, yeah, I should have just like sucked it up and like looked into it, but it, it is what it is, man. It was like, yeah, but, uh, it's hard, you know, it's straight chaos. You don't know what's going on, you know, where to go. Yeah, dude. Like it was, it was annoying. Like I literally was just looking at NFTs all week. <laughs> so that's literally all I did all week was just stare at freaking art. That's probably not going to be worth anything, but I just was like, whatever. It's just kind of cool. <laughs> you know, what's funny. You can like still keep the picture with you <laughs> and just be like, it's not, it's not a mutual anymore, but it's my yeah. NFT. Damn it. What was I, so I, depressing. What was so depressing is like to, to pour salt in the wounds is like the, the first night that like shit hit the fan. Like I woke up and like all the NFTs that I had listed for like, you know, 40, 50 Luna, like just, oh, damn. Freaking someone just like was, was, you know, waiting in the wings and snatched them. Like, I mean, people were buying punks for like 200 Luna and like, and, you know, yeah. I mean, essentially it was worthless. I mean, it went down to like whatever it was that first night, just so terribly low. But I woke up and I was like, man, what a, what a freaking, what an opportunity. But I mean, I, I mean, now it's like, I mean, those things, I mean, I, I know some projects will probably do something to like compensate, whether they move to another chain, you know, give you a whitelist or a mint or whatever the case may be. But, but yeah, a lot of that, I just woke up and like all these alerts on like random earth and you're just like, fuck. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Cause that's something like, like really write down like and penny. try to remember. <laughs> right. Um, do you guys know much about Iris Network or yeah, Iris Hub? What's up? Because they've been working on IBC NFTs. And uh, I mean, this was like months ago at this point. They actually NFT or they uh, IBC an Ethereum NFT over to their chain. So right now it's got me thinking that like these Terra NFTs, I don't know, maybe a month from now we can like turn the chain on and everyone could just NFT that stuff or IBC it off to a new chain and like keep it. Isn't Asset Mantle trying to do that too? That was one of the key differential points of view that they had. With was they're trying to make any NFT to be essentially cross chain with anything. And I know Iris. So the, one of the reasons why I own a little bit of Iris is essentially I don't know too much about them. I understand what they're trying to do, but one of the guys that I highly respect uh, that actually f- pretty much led me to finding IBC and spe- specifically Osmosis. He always talks really good about Iris. Like he doesn't show it, like because he has big bags of it. He's his his type of content. I've had him on the show before. Is he just always? He looks at every crypto. It doesn't matter what ecosystem it is, and he just literally does all the research on the show. And he basically his his thing is like finding diamonds in the rough. And I I used to watch his show and follow a lot of his content. And uh, I mean he he helped me a lot with everything. And he always talks really highly about Iris. So and he likes Kava too. So like. Anything this guy likes, I've I, since I've been watching him, he doesn't give financial advice, but 
he's pretty much been right about everything. And he's never really talked really good about Luna. Like he always had his, like his, his, uh, Oh, wow. His naysays. He's like, I just, I don't think it's going to work. Like he would say this stuff all the time. And, and, uh, and I just kind of wrote him off just like prop 55 when people were calling, they didn't want UST to be anywhere on osmosis, nor did they want Luna. They were saying how it's like basically stripper money. And I, I kind of wrote them off too. And you know what? The person that wrote that, he made a lot of good points or he or she, I just, it kind of came off like a little bit childish when he started comparing it to like stripper money. But if he would probably wouldn't have did that, I, I honestly would have probably took it. Yeah. Back. Cause he no, did that's have so real. He did have like a lot of good points of view. He's like, look, man, it's not, it's not, it's not tested. It's not battle tested. USDC is, that's the stable coin that Osmosis should use. And this is before Terra, this is before anything like Luna or UST was on, on Osmosis. He's like, this is going to be detrimental. Like it's going to, it's going to blow up. And he was completely right. You know, it was like, look at this guy. He was 100% right. You know, for me personally, dude, I was just trying to get so far away from USDT. I was like, if anything's going to blow up, it's going to be that. And so I was super happy to get UST. You know, I didn't even think twice. I was like, this is a million times better than USDT. Yeah, but he, but he, this guy was promoting USDC. You know what I mean? He was like, it's battle test. See, that one I liked. Yeah, yeah. But I was just super happy to get away from the T. You know, I was like, yeah. You know, let's get, let's get Terror on here. Let's get uh, USDC in the future. I pretty much just recently started getting into Terra. I, I, you know, I thought it was brilliantly designed and everything. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. It, so the, the things that I wanted to like say that I kind of learned from my, this experience is, you know, another thing too is whenever there are naysayers, like you know, like one person in particular that we'll probably all know is like Soy. So Soy is always like negative about everything. But he does bring he he is like I'm going to use him for for stuff now because I'm not going to lie he's he kind of grounds me a little bit now it's like this dude yeah, brings up yeah. really as as negative like Tuesday scenario this guy is all the time he brings up really relevant points of view it's not like he's just negative and doesn't like say why he's negative and like I'm going to use so him vital. yeah I'm going to use him as like a tool now and same thing with people that write shit stuff on on Twitter and say like look. Like UST is a Ponzi. Like all these people that have been saying it, I'm going to look for people like that, but I want to see the people that actually say why, not just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so like you said, the the stripper dollar comment, it's like that, like that skill is so valuable to be able to throw that info out there. But like, if you could do that skill and stay away from like the stripper dollars type of terminology, it just opens the doors for a more grown up communication and discussion. Yeah, but I but I always think like I mean anyone that was in Terra like I mean they say Ponzi but like I mean it worked as it was intended like uh, yeah it was I, I really was, good I was really kind of drawing a comparison last night and, and I have to go I'm actually I'm actually moving today um, thank God I didn't need my lunar UST to freaking live um, <laughs> uh, look into and and I know that he probably did some some bad shady shit but look into uh, Muhammad Gaddafi the guy over in Libya, if you go dig deep into why he was, he was murked, uh, essentially Luna got Gaddafi. Uh, they were trying to build, like Gaddafi was trying to kind of get Africa off of the dollar and get, get out of, you know, the monetary system of the West. And he got got because he was going to try and unify Africa under like one currency away from 
you know, the dollar away from the petrodollar. Wow. Um, it, it, so definitely, definitely look into it. But the reason he got off is, is the exact same reason. Like I, I was drawing like comparisons. I think Sandy last night was talking about some, some different things. Um, and, and it, I, I really drew a bunch of parallels to, to Gaddafi. Uh, if you, yeah. So if you look, did he have like, uh, the currency explode and then like everyone lost money and just got furious with him? No, he, he was trying to essentially like get off, get, get the whole Republic of like all of Africa, all the African nations to kind of get away from the U S dollar. And obviously we see what happens when you try to, when you try to go against the U S dollar, um, both in his instance, like I said, I know that he probably did some bad shit and that's, you know, I'm not definitely, you know, advocating for it, but as far as like the thing that he was trying to build to get away from like being reliant on like Western money. Um, yeah, I think that's ultimately what got him got. Um, so it's it's definitely interesting if you have some time to to look into that. Like I draw, I just draw a lot of comparisons. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll have to chat. Um, I gotta go, but I, I'll I'm sure I'll catch up with you guys. Hey, nice thanks, to you. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Enjoy. It. It's not a very enjoyable time moving around. Shit, it's the probably the one of the least favorite things I ever have to do in my life. But yeah, enjoy that. And um, yeah, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate yeah, take it. care. Have a great day, guys. Sure. You too. So hey, you mentioned you- that though, but um, the U.S. dollar, I think, is like designed to attack money, and and I think it's a security situation involved in it. Like, if you came around with monopoly money, started a business, started running this like community, but all these people lived off your monopoly money, the U.S. dollar is supposed to come in and like kick your ass. Oh yeah, I mean it's it just is what it is with the U.S. dollar. I mean it, it is all about you know how much like money laundering and all these other countries there are and just right. It, it's all on the U.S. dollar. You know what I mean? Like the right, U.S. Right. dollar is supposed to control the world, and that's that's the way it is. And like I was saying, but see, that's what's so cool about Bitcoin. Then is it's like the U.S. dollar is attacking it. It's an all-out attack. But like, what makes Bitcoin so special? It just keeps going. Yeah, so it's like it, the it, only thing did, to supersede the dollar should be something that survives its attacks. Yeah, for sure. We also have to keep you, the the thing that always worries me about Bitcoin is at the end of the day, you still need more people to keep buying it for it to be worth more than what it is. You know what I mean? It's just a it's just pure economics. Like it doesn't actually, in theory, it doesn't bring you actual value. Like it does. Because yeah, but it's not designed to. Buy. It's not designed to be a moon coin. You know, it just happened to do that. It's designed to be a tradable currency. So like, you know, if you made something online and I come to you and I'm like, you know, give me, give me uh, $10 worth of Bitcoin. It's like, it doesn't really matter how much Bitcoin that is. Just $10 worth is $10 worth. I get that, but we still need the government's approval because you have to put it into USD at some point. Like the, the, the reality is one Bitcoin isn't going to be worth one Bitcoin probably within our life. Maybe, maybe when we're really old, but you still need U.S. dollar. It's unfortunate, but it's not going to go away. So like because you need to take that Bitcoin and put it on some sort of centralized exchange and put it into your bank to be able to buy stuff with it. Unless the person's just accepting Bitcoin on the other side, too. Yeah, I mean, you, that all, that could be with anything. I can say, hey, I have this hockey puck that I got in 1992. Right. Do, exactly. Would you take it? Or like, hey, I have this. I have this ammunition. Can you take that? Because you know, like the right, coming. right. I everything's get, got I, a currency to it. Yeah, everything has a currency. But at the end of the day, like even with Bitcoin, you still need people, more people that own. You know, more people own it basically than they do today. So I don't Here, know. Here's a crazy thought. 
uh, this just came across my mind. What if Satoshi's original wallets are on like a programmable timer for like 50 years? And so this whole like wealth grab, everyone's grabbing wealth right now. What if in 50 years, his wallets just become active and just fucking dump on the market and just completely erase <laughs> any, like, any wealth grab? Everyone has to start from scratch. I mean, it's, it, it could. I mean, you know, like, I just think it's kind of foolish for anyone to think, like, that is going to be the complete answer and there's no other solutions. You know what I mean? Like, because, again, real, real e- economics determines you to have some sort of asset that's going to be worth more people say it's going to be worth more but no one really knows i mean something you know what i mean like it doesn't actually bring you real intrinsic value like it does but it doesn't like you can't just okay i'm going to go buy this thing over here with it because it's not acceptable I, I would say that i'm not looking for bitcoin to double that's that's a lot of effort for me I would be more happy with Bitcoin just staying the same price, you know, and then it's yeah. like, then it's a tool. Then it's like, like, you know, I could send you Bitcoin. I got family over across the seas. I could send them Bitcoin, but then it's like, then you start getting into, it's got its flaws, you know, and these flaws come in and they're solved by so many other projects. Yeah. Hopefully That's kind of where I lead down the path of thinking that like, uh, cosmos will become this, like the internet layer for Bitcoin, which could be just the money. Yeah, it would be nice. I, I could see that happening. But still, even like I said, even at the end of the day, like you need you need the government's approval to allow it to be sent to like a centralized exchange or, or with, for sure. You know, for sure. Because okay. I actually had Bitcoin when it was a dollar. I mean, it was cheap as fuck. I, I used to see Bitcoin at like a dollar twenty, dollar fifty was high. Um, I mean, we were going through like hundreds of that stuff. And I remember people talking about this whole decentralized off the government, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't really deep into like conspiracies. So I was just like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. You know, the dollar is designed to attack. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And so I, don't, I was going to say, I don't think that changes anytime soon. I, I hate saying yeah, that. So then, sure. yeah. So then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not until all the old people pass away, basically. That's the only way it's ever going to happen. Like we need everyone that's like over 60 years old or even in the 50s or older for the most part. We need them all eventually to pass away for that to be reality because they didn't grow up with technology. They they're, they're so stuck in their ways and it's just, it's not going to change. Like what, especially a, a lot of people in this administration right now, they're not, they're not going to give it up, man. Like they have so much power with these banks and even, even web two that they're not going to just allow web three to, to do really be what it can be. They can't flourish. I don't know, that. man. I don't know if I'm so doubtful. I, I kind of really have this like strong teamwork mentality right and like my job before this i was kind of like behind the scenes making shit happen i was like i felt like i was a part of that team of making stuff happen and the globe itself is just straight up chaos there's there's complete danger there's complete safety there's chaos we have rules and stuff that are just kind of made up like stopping at a stop sign it's not it's not like a law of the universe and so my big my big thing is that we only really need 51% of people to keep walking in the right direction. It doesn't have to be a government entity or it doesn't have to be anything. All we need is like 51% of people to just keep walking in the right direction. Yeah, I mean that's it would be nice, but like again, man, like America runs everything. You could live in another country, but the bottom line is unfortunately America runs whatever whatever they whatever they want to do, they're going to do it. And there's not really much 
we can do, to be honest. Well, with what you. I'm the saying, dude, is, is it's the chaos. Even like when you say America runs every, it's straight up chaos. No, like it's, it. it's, it's a beehive of people just like, you know, you're, you, you got tasks around you that you can see be done. You do that shit. And so even if you go all the way up to the American government, you got good people, you got bad people, you know, people grab power and stuff. And, and that's kind of where I just come back around of like, it really does take just 51% of people to, to be on this consensus. It just crosses all boundaries of country lines, city lines. You know, you just get back to like people. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I just, like I said, I'm just really doubtful with, with banks just relinquishing their, their power. I think the only way everything really makes it, especially in IBC or, or what, whatever, is to add value to these people because they're not going right, to give it up. Right. They're just not going to give it up. And, and we all live in a delusional world to think that they're just going to give it up, man. They've been doing this thing for thousands of years. Banks have been have been funding both sides of wars forever, you know. Like they're just knocking. Yeah, I mean, that's all war is about. Is is funding. I believe that stuff's real. Like you, you said, you can sell ammunition, and so it's like someone's out there running a business, making money off this. Yeah, and it's it's just it's not going to end, dude. Like I I don't want to get it conspiratorial, but you know, there's t- two times the guy that's in office right now has been in office, whether he was the VP or the president and, and, and Ukraine was invaded twice since, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I said, I am a firm believer that I don't believe in coincidences. So like all this stuff happens, someone, you know, someone talks about UST, then all of a sudden it gets attacked. You know, like it's, it's just the way it is, dude. Like they're not going to give up these people. Like if you watch like the state of the union, Dude, I got I got like so mortified watching it whenever it was live. I just tuned in. My wife and I tuned in, and it was like it was just so archaic and dino- like it was like it reminded me of dinosaurs, right? Like there were so many dinosaurs on there, and I I said to myself, these people, they don't even know how to like ba- basically use a computer, but they're all in office, they're all in power. You know what I mean? Like they're just and they're not going to give up. Oh yeah, dude, the planet the planet just evolved so fast. You know, if you really think about from like the early 1900s, they just started the industrial revolution. They had a whole different way of life before they just started doing this, like go to work, do the same task, get a paycheck. And uh, I mean, that just like spread like wildfire cities evolved. Then computers came around, computers evolved. Now we got cell phones where we're like talking to each other around the world in real time. I mean, these people who are 80 years old, no clue at all what we go through on the regular at a younger age. Yeah, no, no clue. I, I <clears throat> my job, I deal with a lot of people that are older with like taxes and stuff, and you know they they all still want to they still want to pay their bills and stuff and checks. And I, I just like it's so annoying because the checks get lost in the mail. They don't write the right information in the memo line, then it gets misapplied. Like there's just so many like obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Like, dude, if I was older too, like, cause in, in the way they had so much more privacy, they had so much more freedom. They had so much more of like, they essentially like in a good and bad, like you can get away with like anything back in the day. Like literally, like if you look at it, like all the notorious like criminals, like the stuff they did, like they would get away with none of that stuff they used to do. Right. Right. If, if, you know what I mean? Like Pablo Escobar, all these guys, like the only right. like they, they just do, tell you they, in your face, you'll be sleeping with the fishes. And like, Oh damn. That's yeah. real. And then the only reason in the 90s and early 2000s, any of these guys, and even now, like the only reason they get that big is because it's allowed. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's allowed. Like they're working in cahoots. Like, because realistically, 
I mean, none of this stuff would, it, it, it couldn't happen if it wasn't allowable. And that's what I mean. Like the U.S., the U.S. just controls everything, man. And like I said, I don't think one Bitcoin will ever be one Bitcoin unless, unless all these old people pass away and they're out. Nah, dude, I, I just really think that the human soul runs the world. You know, and like I said, it's, it's, you know, good and bad is infiltrated everywhere. It, you know, if you think of these, they who's running these things, you know, and, and everyone always refers to the evil, but like that takes human soul. You know, you got traders on, a, on around every corner and stuff. So you even have traders to evil. You got good people working from the highest highs down to the lowest lows. Yeah, I get that. I, like I said, I just think unless we bring utility and tools and, and uh, usefulness for people that have all the money to like make more money with their money, it's not going to work. So even that, that goes with Bitcoin. So if there's a way sure. we can find a way for people, Hey, like if for, you're, you're a for you too, though, like, like think of a uh, secret network, you know, that kind of brings some utility of like being able to encrypt your transactions. And so why are you going to keep investing in a coin? And during these down seasons like this, it's like, you start shedding off. Well, that doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't do anything for me. This one though, this one helps me make NFTs. I'm gonna keep that one or, you know, that one helps me to, um, you know, whatever cash out. Yeah. So I think, I think it's like super important for the focus to be on real world applications. You know, blockchain has been in development for like 10 years now and the web programmability application style stuff is like really just starting to get going. Yeah, so then we just got to build tools to make things better. That's all. And then hope, I just hope that these people get, get on board with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think right, right. with the U.S. dollar is going to be just pointless because they're not going to let it happen. And and whether we like it or not, there's really nothing we could do about that part of it because they're just not they're not going to relinquish it. That's just all I can say about it. Like, we can live in that world. Yo, do you know how we got on the, the credit system? What's up? So the kings back in the day used to like rule their currencies. You know, if you think of like isolated blockchains, I mean, kingdoms were just like isolated. Yeah, there was trade and shit going on around, but like the down, the, down to the protocol of how the king was operating came down to the king and, and his whole kingdom. And so if he wanted to go to war and go attack a neighboring king, they would cut, cut the value. Like, let's say metal was part of their currency. They would like skim out all the metal they could inflate the fuck out of their currency, basically steal the wealth from their people, give it to the military, and then go attack this new kingdom. And they would destroy their own people, go over, attack the new system, either get more money or not. They might even fail, come back, you know, and now they got two kingdoms. And then they would like start their people from scratch. And so the the rich, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I'm saying, it's a human soul. This This stuff's been happening for hundreds of millions of years or whatever so anyway they uh i think it's like five hundred thousand is the history of humans but um so the rich people were part of these civilians you know they weren't the king but you still had rich people living there and so they got tired of this they got tired of getting their, their wealth stripped from them so what they started doing is they started fleeing and then forming credit and so you know, kings would destroy their land, destroy their currency. And then next thing they would go find the rich people and be like, all right, now I got safe land. Come live here. Come give me some of your money. You know, I'll make sure it's safe for you. And so they were able to flip it on their heads and be like, well, we're not going to give you any more money because you keep on destroying where we live. And so we'll remember you. You have no credit to your name. 
you know. And so they were able to take the wealth and transfer it all from the power of the kings and come up with this credit banking system. And it negated the ability for kings to just go on this like ego rampage to tax stuff. And that's kind of how we got into the new system we're in now. Yeah, we've been doing it since I've been alive, the same scenarios. We, we, it's all been about resources with the Middle East, taking their, taking their oil. Um, same story been, all throughout history. Yeah. Yep, they, the opium fields, like they have a shitload of opium fields over there. You know, there's troops that literally their whole job would be just to like watch opium fields. And then, you know, it's just the way it is, man. Like whatever resources, you know, they go over. To, like, they, like I said, it's that human soul, dude. You know, there's, there's bad parts of the human soul. And it's like, I don't know. You can, you can either have an abundant mentality where you recognize like the need for coexisting and the, and the need for win-win structure. Or you can have this like scarce mentality where you're just like, it's me against everyone. You know, I team up with no one and just try to take stuff. What up, Tricky? But yeah, man, it's it's crazy. All we could do is hope and pray for the best. You know what I mean? It's like, and that, that's why when I first got into like investing heavy into crypto, I said to myself, like, at least I'm trying, man. There's, to me, there's really no other, there's no really other opportunities out there. I mean, I guess you can invest in um, like land and stuff. That that would probably be a good investment because I mean, I'm 36. Land is always going up especially in america like if you if you live in somewhere where there's resources like i live in the mountains like this land is prime like people can live in like california they're like oh the weather's you know great but realistically unless your land can actually produce you resources it really is not worth anything you know that goes for beachfront property like yeah it's awesome it's beautiful but it's not going to be there one day and same thing with California. It's not going to be there one day, especially if you live anywhere, essentially anywhere on a cliff, it's not going to be there one day. So it's like, if you live like where I'm in the mountains, like this land is valuable. I mean, you, you if you own acres, people will pay you like 100K every like 10 years to deforest your, your trees and use it for lumber. Uh, you can get natural spring water. There's animals everywhere. You can literally live off your land. Like to me, like if you're looking at it from like a land perspective, it's always going to be worth more. I, I remember my uncle, he bought like, I don't know, like 50 acres of, of land in the mountains in PA, like back in the early 90s for like a couple hundred dollars an acre. Now it's like each acre is worth like whatever, like say 10K or 15K. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, like you said too, and like you got to make sure there's resources there and like some type of value in the acres too. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. Like where I live at, there's so so much value, man. Like I can't even go outside and host a show because all you'll hear is freaking birds and like animals and stuff. Like it's just too loud. So I have to- Hey, like, you know what we should try to talk about? We should try and get people up here and like ask them, like what, what are they doing in Cosmos? Like, like I'm, I'm checking out Alter, I think it's called, where it's like a uh, secured email. Like yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can, I can use an email. What else out there? Like, what are you guys using? Where can we go right now while Mar- Mark is tanking? Where can we go and like actually use our crypto? Yeah, Oscar is cool. I've I've had plenty. I've been on calls with Oscar. I've uh, talked to Oscar. He's the founder of uh, of Alter. You know, I used to just do like a lot of just secret based shows, and there's a lot of cool applications that are useful, and that's one of the reasons I love of uh, Secret is that it actually can be legit. Um, applications and futuristic applications that can benefit everyone, whether you're just a small person or you're a hedge fund or a business or whatever. Right, right. But 
that's why I'm really bullish on secret. And I always will be, maybe it doesn't work out, but I know it's solid. It's solid ideas. So have you uh, signed up for alters subscription? Yeah, I have it. I have, um, I have a couple subscriptions actually. It's really cool. Like, yeah, it's really cool. So like we have, um, I haven't been using it, but like, I have a few different people that we can, you can send right now. I think it's up to 25 megabytes. So you can send up a up, up to 25 megabytes completely encrypted. Uh, there's all kinds of cool applications on secret. So like another does one, does that mean called, total or does that mean like I could send no, you a file that's 25 well, megabytes, a file. So like you can send me 25 megs that are completely encrypted. Like no one can, and I can do that every day. Literally. Like that's, I'm pretty sure it's like every message. So I, I saw some screenshots and I was kind of looking like they were almost starting to turn into like telegram. Yeah. They have that going for them. They're working on like an iOS application and maybe I'll have, I've had Oscars on the show a couple of times before. So, uh, I'll, cause that could be cool to like, I don't know, you know, pitch a telegram, but right on a cosmos blockchain. Yeah. And they're trying to make like a new discord too. Like, cause like discords ran on AWS and it always goes down and shit and they're making it. So it'll be, I think it'll be actually ran on, uh, it was obviously going to be ran on secret, but they, another thing too, I had on there on the show was, um, uh, do, 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 do. I'm trying to think of the other one that I had. I can't think right now. Oh, Jackal Dow. So Jackal's like, it's a decentralized storage basically. And, oh, okay. And, yeah, like there's so many applications on um, on Secret that are like serious tech and and like they use descriptive encryption, so it can't be altered and there's, there can't be any foul play. You can't like alter it. So some people will be like, well, why would I use Secret Swap or Sienna? Because how do I know that they're not? Because it's a it's privacy degen action. So they're like, how how do I know that they're not like you know taking off the top or whatever? It's right, because, right. Like if you look up like descriptive encryption, it's essentially you can't change the code. Like the code's in there, and um, you know, like you're you're safe. Like there's no, it's literally impossible. Yeah, from from what I'm gathering, it has to do with uh, they chose to go with hardware encryption or something like that, where the chips they buy specifically have the encryption built in. Yeah, and exactly, and that's why like if you look up like the requirements to run a validator, it's not like the same requirements as like running like an osmosis node or whatever. Like it's completely different. It's actually more costly. It's more expensive. And yeah, uh, that's why, that's why like secrets a little bit slower than other ones because it's a, it's a yeah. different technology, you know? Although they, they are pushing for upgrades all the time. I really like how serious that team's taking it. They just came yeah. out with an upgrade, you know, before the whole Terra incident. So and I haven't what, really gotten to use it, but. Yeah, I'm excited exactly. to see the, the difference. And what, what I like about it too is that uh, it's been battle tested. I mean, it started off with Enigma as an ERC20 token, then it came over to IBC, and, and it's been through a bear market already and survived. And even if we're just like starting a bear market or just like whatever's going on now, I mean, it's just, you know, it's probably going to survive. So it's like, it's battle tested. It's not just like this token that came out and it's like the first bear right, market. Right. Instead of just on paper, we want to do privacy. Like, no, yeah. they got it. It's running. It's got its flaws, but they're they're constantly looking for ways to improve it. That uh, Lavender Five is like one of the nicest validators. He uh, he's a secret guy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. Like, and it's been battle tested. So 
and and it, it brings value to like every application anyhow so a lot of these nfts that kind of just got completely rugged on um on luna i mean they could they can come over and I, I tell people all the time, like buy even buying just like an NFT is really cool on seafood because it's not on the chain where everyone's like, hey, they bought it for fifty-five secret secret or they sold it for a hundred secret secret. Like none of that's on there. Like you can still get Yeah, that that's a big issue with NFTs. I mean, you can't even like I I bought one of those butt from from uh Bikina and I wanted to send it to my buddy, but it's like, damn, I can't even do that without him knowing my entire wallet history and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, it's really annoying, man. Like, I have like a, a wallet that I don't complete. I can don't care if people dock. So, like, I'd run a lot of like NFT contests and stuff, and I'll just send it from that wallet. And there's still yeah. like, a lot of stuff on that wallet that I probably don't want people to see. But I mean, if they want to go out of their way, whatever. But yeah, how many wallets do you have? And like, do you have like wallets dedicated to stuff? Maybe that's not even actually a good topic to talk about on a recorded <laughs> over here yeah. thing. Well, no, I, I always pretty much, like, <laughs> I got my wallet. I keep my secret, my, my secret <laughs> stored here. No, I, I always, uh, <laughs> I always preach to have multiple wallets in case somehow something you lost it or someone stole your seed phrase or someone robbed you for your seed phrase or something. At least yeah. you have other ones, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to like pile security on top of security too. Like this wallet oversees that one. This wallet does that one. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. And then um, what else is cool about Secret? Like, so there's another one called Button Group and it's all encrypted. So like you can actually store your seed phrase on on their encryption and no one could ever see it. So like if you wanted to even have that as a backup opportunity. So like instead of writing it down on a piece of paper or say you do have it on pieces of paper and like something happens or whatever, you can also store it on the chain where no one could see it. So like a shit had to fan and you had to move or relocate your house, unfortunately caught on fire and you didn't have it in a safe or whatever. You right, still have dude, funny, funny that you mentioned that. I, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while too. Um, you know, I was thinking all the same things you just said. Plus like, what if I was on vacation and uh, I don't know, lost my wallet and like, I need money to even get back home. Um, I was thinking of even like making my own blockchain with the Cosmos SDK and just like running it from my house coming up with my own custom encryption and it's like plug into that from anywhere around the world and it can't be hacked yeah i mean it's smart it's just like a hedge against the hedge like that's why when i started doing these shows i always preached about having like hedges for everything you know it's like yeah the whole luna thing sucked ass for everyone especially if you're in deep but it's like if you had hedges like i mean i consider my other investments hedges against that you know not that i necessarily thought of that like hey man like if Luna goes to shit, like at least I got these other ones. No, I never even thought that, but I always had that mentality. Like, look, you know, I always, and I still will confirmly believe that IBC is the future. And I think it's going to be the way that all blockchains communicate with one another in one fashion or another. So I'm heavily invested in it, but I'm also going to even diversify from that standpoint too. For now, like I, I, I've been buying Kadena like, I'm just going to have stuff everywhere because it's like, man, like even as like worst doomsday, which I hate to say, but like say like the whole entire cosmos went to zero, which would right. suck ass, obviously. But at least, hey, now I have some of these tokens over here. Let's see if one of those can make it because it's like I used the metaphor yesterday, last night when I was on the show. I was I, I played baseball at a really high level and like baseball, if you go up to bat and you fell seven out of ten times, but you get a hit three out of those other ten, like you're considered a great hitter. And it, right. you got to kind of use that like in um, these new technologies. It's like, man, if you swing and miss, 
or you don't get a hit like seven out of ten times, but you can just land one or two of those and hit a home run with one of those, man, that could change your life. So, you know, I just hope one of these can get our backs from the Luno shit. You know, it's like, hey, can Juno take over now or can Osmo take over or a secret or Adam or like one of these other guys, like just out of nowhere, like NGM persistence, like one of these guys going to just like step up and just make up for, for your loss. I think one of them can. So it's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not losing, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Like last week sucked ass. Like it happened. Like I was pissed, annoyed, like wasn't sleeping good, but it's kind of like whatever now it's like, all right, let's back to back to the, ground one now let's, let's start over so kind of got to shake it off and keep going yeah man like and like, like you said like be prepared to take blows you know it's like yeah. you're going out there boxing you're going to get hit in the face so yeah, exactly. try to move the stuff around and take the hits as they come and always be able to keep going forward yeah like using that boxing metaphor like last week felt like whenever like a really good fighter loses like like if you guys watch boxing at all canelo alvarez got his ass whooped against a beaver guy and I'm sure he's like completely in denial because the dude like never loses. He beats everyone he fights. He's one of the best fighters of all time. But he he literally lost, and like the the judges kind of kept it close because it's like in boxing, um, kind of get off topic here. But like boxing, the guy that's the main money maker, so to speak, that everyone knows about, they're basically going to just make it so all all the boxer has to do for the most part is win like three or four rounds legit, like solid, like on their own. And they're probably going to at least draw or uh, win by a split decision if it goes the distance. Like, Beaver will beat the shit out of him every round. Like, maybe you can give him two or three rounds. So, like, hopefully him, he has, like, this mentality of, like, look, I just completely lost. Like, I need to go back to the drawing board. But some people, they're just – they're out of it. Like, um, when Deontay Wilder fought um, uh, Tyson Fury, he just got beat up. And he had all these excuses and blamed everyone, his trainer, the ref. Like, that's not what we can do. It's like, tough. Have, yeah, like, it's you tough. can't do that. Like, no, Luna, man. Like, just, Luna, just you just got to take, gotta take like, a loss. And... Yeah, you just got to take it. Like, look, man, it, I obviously learn from it. I was delusional to think, like, there wasn't possibilities of this not working. So now you got to, like, prepare your mindset. Like, look, now, like I was saying about Soy earlier. Like, shout out to him. Like, he's always negative about everything, but he does bring up really, really relevant points of views. Now, I'm going to take him more serious. I'm like, okay, this dude says this. I'm not going to say he's 100% right, but I'm not going to be like, he's completely, I'm just writing him off now because, like, he's just always negative. Like, if, it's good to be, it's good to be grounded and not get too high or too low, so to speak. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You could be, uh, they call it like positivity intoxicated, you know, and it's just as damaging and harmful as, as just like being too negative, too. You know, you want to have a good balance of like, I don't know, being able to, you know, from a survival perspective, you want to be able to see what's good and what's bad at the same time and like walk towards one, walk away from the other. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we got, what up, Degenerate? How's it going, man? What's Uh, happening? I I had a couple questions about Cosmos. Um, I mean, I tricky and low gains and stuff kind of got me into the Cosmos ecosystem. And I've always seen um, kind of like Luna being kind of the more onboarding chain uh, in terms of usability and all of that. And then Cosmos, then like Adam and Juno and all of those uh, being more complex for like a more experienced user and stuff like that. Um, So I'm kind of wondering where that leaves things with, I mean, I I loved Luna because I could just have Luna go hop into whatever protocol I wanted by NFTs with Luna 
all of that fun stuff. Whereas like thinking of a brand new user who's just used to traditional banking to try and onboard them to a chain where you pretty much have to navigate different protocols and buy different NFTs kind of go from like, let's say Juno to Osmosis to swap it to back to your Kepler yeah. to stars. And then, Oh, that NFT is actually not on stars. It's on uh, OmniFlix or something like that, you know, and trying to juggle all of those things. Well, yeah. So like, I know TFM, they're the ones that built that aggregator for Terra. And um, they, they were, before this happened, they were even working on an aggregator for the whole entire Cosmos ecosystem. So you'll, you'll be able to just one-stop shop for everything. And I think also, like, Josh is a genius, and he's the one that basically started up um, Kepler Wallet. Kepler's just going to keep improving. So that's all probably going to be able to be done, like, one... It's all going to be done soon with one-click transactions. Whether like like Adam's technology, like Cosmos. do you guys know uh, what about Emrys? Have you used Emrys anytime lately? I haven't, but I know about Emrys. I don't think Degenerate has, but like yeah, it's it's like the whole concept of Cosmos is like everything, all the data and all the information, all the packets of info, so to speak, are all com- communicating simultaneously. Like that, that's the whole purpose and premise of uh, Cosmos. It's not there yet for like everything that you're indicating, but that's going to be a reality. I would honestly, if I had to give you a good estimation on when this is all going to be a reality, like what you're envisioning, I would say by like Q1 of, of 23, I think all this is going to be like, it's going to be amazing, man. Like everything's yeah, going to be communicating everything. Cause I, I, I mean, yeah, I love the fact that like Cosmos is obviously infinitely scalable because you can just keep making new chains or having chains run kind of beside each other, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think I think the only way that we actually onboard people from traditional finance to Cosmos right away is if like, yeah, uh, Osmos and Kepler uh, kind of ran simultaneously where you could just swap in your Kepler wallet, which I know that's coming. Um, but then if you could almost have some sort of universal ticker or um, have everything kind of priced in maybe a stable coin, and that way you could really just go to whatever uh, protocol, and it doesn't matter if it's on Stars or on Omniflix or on Luna, or I guess not Luna anymore, uh, Juno or any of these other chains, and you could just see I have x amount of money in my wallet and i want to spend it on this and then it just does the transaction in the background or something like that i think is kind of ultimately where it would need to be yeah you should definitely check out emrys uh they've been keeping up with their updating their their page a little bit they have a pretty interesting system it's not it's not the best it's not there yet but you can get a view of at least 15 different assets and so you just go there and like let's say i have osmo on four different chains um, it'll tell me I have a total of 10 Osmo, two are on this chain, three are on that chain, this is on that chain, and it'll actually show each one. And then like you're saying, I can click, okay, I want to make a trade to trade this into that, and I want to use this chain's asset to do it. So it's almost like just like a home page for Cosmos. Yeah, and then to add to add to that, like even before this all happened. Osmosis was already implementing. Essentially, you're going to be able to use like any token for fee, and I think that's going to be like that kind of just IBC wide. You're essentially going to be able to just pick whatever you want to for the fee. Like Luna had that with UST and like all the other random um, 
Yeah, that was nice. But like that, I almost, I almost pictured like USC becoming that. I was like, USC is gonna be the currency. (laughs) We're all gonna use that. I yeah, I think that's kind of a crushing blow too for just like the cosmos in general. Is like yeah, UST was like that stable coin that you didn't have to necessarily go onto an exchange. You could on ramp directly into decentralized finance and then go play around with it. And I think it's a kind of a crushing blow for for the whole system. Um, yeah. I, I heard that there's talks of uh, USDC being like a native version on Cosmos, which, I mean, it's good. Like, I, I, I'd love a stable coin that everyone kind of knows. But also, then you got to think, because Circle is centralized and they can kind of like freeze assets and stuff. How does that work when it in- integrates into something decentralized? So you'll, you'll just have to like, diversify your your stable coins um you know like you said it's centralized so is tether you know and, and you especially see it when like hackers make off with millions they'll just straight up freeze it and like whitelist that specific does cosmos have any sort of like working stable coin i know uh e-euro is the yeah to be honest with yeah to be honest with you e-euro is it's collateralized they have full regulatory compliance over in europe and it's like a dynamic peg that essentially is like adjusted for inflation so like even if you just like hodled e-euro it's going to be worth more in the future than it is today like it's always it's like a dynamic peg i've had hendrik on the show before uh we have him on multiple different shows and um yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, this really sucks. That I had a really, really high level guy that I was on a call with in the in this ecosystem that's building a chain, and he he told me this is way before the UST went to shit. He said he always swaps in the euro, and I take this guy. This guy is a genius. He always said like swap in the euro because like they're yeah. collateralized. Like it, it's they're basically they're told like if you go on e money's website. I, I've even had a, a call with that with their team before, and I was like, "Don't take this the wrong way. Like your website's kind of like a little bit on the boring side." And they're like, "Well, that's what we're going for. We're trying to get over traditional finance and kind of like be the bridge for for them into like crypto." And um, like, like I was saying earlier, I think this whole notion of like we're going to be con- completely decentralized, we we don't need them, is is like delusional. So like they're building tools to like kind of help them get over. Which in, in theory is just going to bring bring more value, and it's all in this. It's all in the uh, banks over there. So like literally, if like NGM went to complete zero, your e euro would still you would still get all your. It's not going to go down like not how like USD like oh it went to quarter like I it's the way it's pegged is like they actually have those those funds. So like um, that, that, they so also have a US a USD version too. So it's like I think they fall under NGM right. New well, generational money or something? Yeah, so like, I've I've always been a big fan of them, and I, I was on another call with a guy that's a computer scientist and engineer. The guy's brilliant. So this was like, I don't know, four or five months ago, I was on a call with him, and we were just talking, and I don't want to dox him, but I said to him, like, we were talking about IBC, we were on a call for a while, and I asked him, like, hey, like, out of all the tokens in the ecosystem, like, what is your dark horse? And this was, a, like I said, this is a while ago. And he instantly, he was like, NGM. 
And I was like, why is that? He was like, the, the tools that they have built, the relationships they have over in like Switzerland and like a couple other, like a couple other places. Like now they have deals with like AVAX. Like the, it's, it's legit. Like if, even if you go on Axler, like e-money e is on there. Like that's like a bridge that's on there. That's basically the e-euro can be, it can get really big. And um, it's it's such a low lower market cap that he was like, it just has a lot of, of room to grow, so to speak. And like like I said, the e-euro, even if NGM technically went to zero, you would still be able to cash out for the real value. You're not going to get rugged like UST. So yeah, like, I, I have e-money. Um, and then... Oh. How does it work with you said it runs with inflation? So like let's say the dollar is worth a dollar next year, ten percent inflation happens, this stable coin will be worth a dollar ten or something like that. Is my that's correct? Yeah, I have to and, I have to I actually have them on my group because I had this person ask me a question one time. He DM'd me and it was like a legit question. He was like, Why is the uh e euro worth like this right now, not what it is like and it's because of like their dynamic peg that's like based off of like inflation and all this. And maybe yeah, uh, they have uh, they actually from what I what I looked into, they have like a market book where these guys are trading, and there's something about putting up money and then making interest off having your money there. So a lot of times they'll actually have positive interest, but then it could flow down too, and they'll actually have negative interest. But then they can also trade like a market book part of the peg. And they they have like a whole range of tools behind the scenes there trying to like put real money to hold these things at, at place. And and I don't uh not trying to knock the the cosmos at all, but what what do you like here's my vision of kind of how I see Luna falling in, in terms of like I, I think like I said, like Luna was almost the on ramp for people where yeah. like easy to use, they went in, they did their stuff, like the tools were really easy. And then from there, it kind of bled into the cosmos, and it's like, okay, what's this? This other, uh, these other chains and stuff like that, and let's start playing around there. Um, do you think, um, like the Luna, let's say V two, that's not tied to uh, a stable coin at all, has any place in still being that kind of easy to use right off the bat, um, while Cosmos is kind of getting their uh, usability? kind of to a simpler level do you think that's something that would benefit or do you think it's better to have those tools kind of spread out across the chains and maybe not used as heavily right off the bat but there when people start coming i i wonder if it like because it's it's so true that luna was like um it was almost like they mirrored like traditional finance copied it into a blockchain and then just had basic financial tools and it was like a home place for crypto it's really seemed like but i wonder does that really come down to like the fact that it was just a stable coin and one trusted asset because they were so tied together you could really believe in in luna and so if my my thinking right now is like what would fill that place could just be like find finding a stable coin or a set of stable coins you trust or even keeping cash itself and like bouncing back and forth between um bitcoin and usd and like that would be your Terra Luna and your your UST now, and so yeah. that could be your home ground. And then all the applications, all the smart contracts, everything that you were finding on Terra, it's like just think of a blockchain as a smart contract that now has its own chain, its own governance. And so if you were going to go over to the NFT marketplace, you could go over to multiple smart contracts, and that would be like Stars, Omniflix, 
Um, so like in, in all honesty, probably the best place to go would probably be like the Cosmos Network homepage. They have a list of all the chains and they'll have a, like a small description of, of what they do. And that would be like scrolling the ecosystem page on Terra. Yeah. And see, yeah, because I'm so torn right now in the fact of like, obviously, block technology and is like such a rapidly growing ecosystem, right? Um, and, and in my view, like just the usability of, like I said, right now having to go Kepler to if you want to go Juno, like bringing it onto Osmo, uh, IBC transferring. Oh, I see what walking. you're saying. Like you're struggling with that part yeah. of it. Whereas like your UST, you open up any single app and it's, it's right there for you. Yeah, like you, you, you load your, you, you can pretty much on ramp with uh, whatever Caddo Finance. I could just go uh, debit card on ramp a thousand bucks onto my Terra station, uh, swap half of it into Luna, and then all of a sudden I could just do anything in the ecosystem I wanted to do. I could go buy NFTs. I could go uh, throw it in the anchor. Throw yeah. It in the mirror. Right. We're like, here. I, you have to like deposit it, withdraw it. You can't go between two chains. You have to always go back to native and like play this bouncing game. Just to get there. Yeah. And and I I, I like I said, I, I know you guys are gonna be polishing that off and making it easier. And I'm just but right now with how rapid the growth is in DeFi and stuff like that, it, there might be something to be said about having that user experience already now in Luna and getting those users and keeping those users on board that are just like used to that traditional yeah. finance, like I need that ease of use. And then once kind of Cosmos gets sharpened up or polished up a little bit, then all of a sudden, like, it's already part of IBC. Those users that are already on Luna are, like, looking for something maybe uh, a little cleaner once IBC gets cleaned up. Yeah, we, we could definitely, like, try and get word out and get these Terra devs over to Cosmos. Cosmos is in need of, of some devs, too. But they're, they're working on interchain securities. They're working on um, handling IBC routing and even, like, shared security. Um, so if there was a team of devs that went over there, like, that could be something that could get boosted. And then, you know, unfortunately, it's not here right now. Like you said, it, it's almost so vital just to, like, give people the same experience. Um, but in the yeah. future to come, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like inter, I think they want to call it interchain accounts and it's going to be like, you have one private key and you just say, I want to buy that NFT. It doesn't matter what chain it's on or whatever. It will do all the routing for you and you'll just see the the beginning to end transaction. So you click the button, handles everything in the inside, pays for it. And then that's in your wallet. Yeah. And I I think, yeah, I think that's going to be like the way to go. And I think, that that's the only way like we're gonna get some sort of mass adoption or even yeah. like a, a portion of mass mass adoption, especially like people that are in their forties or fifties that have used TradFi for like their entire life, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so I need to go on a central. Oh chain, yeah, I don't even chain. tell people to join. I'm just like, you're not gonna understand. You know, <laughs> stay away. Yeah. Like honestly, like even w- without like little gains and and tricky kind of walking me through it on like a Twitter space to like get me into that ecosystem, I probably would have had a hard time trying to figure it out myself. Like, yeah, going, it's like oh, I have to put my money into Adam, which is not really a stable asset uh, in a sense, and then br- bring it over and then bring it on to all. Like it was just yeah, right. So you I, can't go directly. You always have to go back. Yeah, so I, I am excited to like. I do think Cosmos is probably like the future of finance but at the same time i think 
for like right now today if we want to get users i this is why i'm pushing heavily for like luna v2 just without a stable coin uh, basically just, trying to become a home page but like yeah. i said you know cosmos hub is already working on that so you could take that same growth trajectory and there's this talk of cosmos being like a minimalist type of chain and so instead of creating all these custom apps and permissionless uh cosmosm and stuff like that cosmos could just have its entire bandwidth focused on routing stuff and making it just a clean user experience like you're saying and then i i guess the other thing too would be um it, it would be cool, I think, at some point to have some sort of almost Cosmos index fund that if somebody wanted to invest in the Cosmos as a whole. Right. Holding, Capture that value. Yeah. Rather than holding like stars and Juno and uh, like, yeah, I mean, there's infinite amount of chains, especially in the next couple of years that are probably going to be built on there. Right. And I don't think necessarily holding Oz, uh, Adam is necessarily. Uh, an index for the rest of cosmos um so yeah so that's already been, on, that's on already osmosis on osmosis you can actually make a pool with gam tokens and so you're making a pool with other pools um so i'm trying to think this through fully i don't know if this is a brilliant idea or if this is the worst idea ever because you know you can make almost like uh, a security encryption pool and you could throw like dvpn in there you could throw a secret in there and you know, whatever comes out, you can mix into this pool. Then you could take that pool and mix it into like tools and utilities. Then you could take that pool and mix it with NFTs. And like next thing you have this whole entire Cosmos investment. But like we just saw with, with Luna, Luna just crashed and went to zero. My pools immediately went to zero <laughs> and I had nothing but Luna in there. And so that's where I wonder if like, if one chain exploded, would this destroy the whole entire stable or or would this or would that be able to absorb that and just drop down in price a little bit but like keep going yeah if yeah. you guys if you guys go on uh twitter and you you type in defund underscore finance they're that's what they're building they're building an eft for like cost let me write that down yeah that's actually what uh i think shrink in the audience just messaged me <laughs> um yes. yeah yeah so and, and i can you I repeat do, that again what was it yeah, defund and then underscore finance You'll know they have almost 19,000 followers. They have 18.9. So, like, they're about 24, 22 away from 19K. So, that's you'll, that doesn't you'll mean anything, man. I've seen uh, scam stuff copy and paste oh, no, it over. No, no, I, you know. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a legit. It's legit. We had yeah. a guy last night that's uh, a dev was talking about it. And yeah. Yeah, no, I'll check that out. That sounds, that sounds nice. Cause I was talking about this before. I said, we need to get an EFT fund. Where maybe you pick like the top twenty chains in, in in Cosmos, and then it's pegged one. You know, you can trade it in anytime you want for whatever right. the token, whatever the token would be inside this ecosystem. You know, so everyone like, wants that to be Adam. There's always like so much drive for oh, make Adam that coin, capture all the value. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, that can really capture this infrastructure value and and become this like routing user experience type of coin. Um, you just and like you all, said, yeah, you just have just all the mix, big, mix them all into a, a basket. Yeah. It's just like global basket. Instead of you having just one currency like Luna being its backing, you have all of them. So, like, if one does shit the bed, okay, whatever. You, it's still, you have 19 other ones, 19 other sovereign chains. You know what I mean? Like, it would be way better that way. You know, what would be cool is to mix this basket together 
and then chart it next to Bitcoin. And like, because to me, watching Bitcoin is like watching the S&P 500, you know, and like, is Cosmos outpacing the market and like being able to show that on a, on a graph? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, you could just have like, and then people that want to own that, that token, whatever you want to call it, you know, IBC, or it could just be called IBC. Hell, we don't have an IBC token. I don't think there is any IBC token out there. That, that could be the ticker. And then you basically, wow. you, you basically, you, the people that own it can vote on governance for like, okay, we want, we want uh, Adam to be. Oh, dude, that would be so cool. Like just yeah, stake like, this one token and then you can vote everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, the cool thing with that IBC token too is you could have that as like your main ticker in your Kepler wallet. And then that's just kind of the value across all chains in terms of like in the background, you'd be paying in Juno or you'd be paying in stars or something like that. But you have like one token that kind of is like that Luna token that you're investing in to go up based on the whole cosmos. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's what we need to do. Like, I'm sure these guys probably have been thinking about this even before this Luna ordeal happened. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what what needs to be done. And then they can really flourish because then it's like it's backed with all these sovereign chains. And that and the IBC, whether people are in it or not, worked completely as intended. I mean, there was hundreds of millions of dollars of transactions. And like, awesome. Well, hey, thanks for. Uh, I just had a couple questions, so thanks for letting me hop up and speak and pick you guys' brains. out to peace yeah, out. Dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming up here. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it's like we we can have all these sovereign chains be like the fund, you know. And then now, even even as like an investor, like a stock investor, if you were just investing in like an index fund, usually you outperformed like single single uh stocks unless you just really pick the winner but like i mean that's you, my that's my stock investment right now is because i'm not there paying attention it's like i just got a bunch of i shares and s p 500 stuff yeah and and usually um you know and there's usually no dividends so it's like more like a growth stock you can just sit about it and never have to worry about paying taxes or anything because it just goes up or goes down or whatever and then whenever you cash out you just do um uh, you just do the cost recovery method. So like whatever you bought in for and then whatever the difference is, and it could be something similar with like, with like this, it, you know, you buy this token on uh, May, whatever, May 20th, and then you sell it five years later. And now the overall portfolio is worth this much. And then you just pay the tax and be done with it. And it's could be, you know, I definitely think ETFs are going to be a thing. And then with like, even with Bitcoin, it'll eventually be an IBC. You can even throw that in as a, as a part of the portfolio. Like, all right, we want. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Bitcoin to go IBC. Yeah, it needs to get here. Like it's, it's been needing to get here and now it even needs to get here even more. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to all of this because it's all going to become, become a reality. Like we're going to have everything on it, you know, like all right. the Dot, Solana, AVAX, like all these tokens are going to be over Right. The most successful IBC is like just literally the chain to chain transfer of tokens. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, dude, you just start piecing together your crypto universe and yeah, it'd it's, just be it, awesome. It was unfortunate for like the actual type, uh, price token for, for Osmo because all this was in the works well before like the UST and they were probably just slow and steady because they're like, all right, we, we have. We have a stable, but all these other stable coins, they've been in the works for a while now. It's just unfortunate that they weren't like out before all this because then you could have right. 
made a lot more moves and, and, and you could have, I mean, it was like three weeks to like a month. We, we would have been flooded with different stable coins. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's good to have more. Op- I always said that with everything. Like I always preach like financial tools, whether I use that particular tool or not, it's good to have multiple options. So, you know, I've always invested in like fi- all the different financial tools and, and IBC, like NGM, XPRT, it was Luna. Like I just, anything that can potentially bring, bring, um, you know, options. Just I, That's kind of like my, the way of thinking. And I, as much as like I love particular chains, I would never just go all out in one chain. It's just not advisable. You know, it sucks. Like I lost whatever, but if I would have been all in the, the Terra, man, it would even be, I wouldn't even be on this call right now. I'd just be like, I'm throwing a little towel. Like I'm just done. Like I just need like a year off and then come back because <laughs> I would have no, nothing left in the tank. So at least I have a right. I have a puncher's chance, like still with all these other all these, all these other chains that I own. So I saw someone on Reddit cracking some jokes. They were like, "The best thing between uh, the poor people going through this versus the, the rich people is that the rich people lose a lot more." I already had nothing to begin with. <laughs> They're like, well, we yeah, advantage. I could I could tell when when people are being like super super positive throughout this. Yeah, most likely they didn't have it much. They didn't lose that much. So it's like it's easier for you to sit there on the sideline and say, "Oh, it's going to be okay." Like when people lose a lot, like they don't want to hear that right right away. Like they want to no, just for like, sure. They want to decompress and like like I said, it was like if anyone knows boxing, it's all about mental. It's all essentially mental. And it's like whenever a boxer like trained that hard and then they lost and they have they just they're in denial, man. They don't want to hear like. You know, hey, you lost because of this. They they just want to think the world's out to get them. So you got to let them kind of, <laughs> you got to let them kind of de- decompress. You have to like speak. fight against your mind on that. Like no, yeah, you know, it's just part it's of reality. Like, people lost millions. You know, it's like they had this. Yeah. Like, like they could have retired, never worked a day in their life. They could have did whatever they want. They never thought in a million years. Like they knew that they could have lost some money, but they never would have thought like, "Hey, instantly, I'm going to lose three million dollars or five. Oh, dude, or four hundred k or hundred k. Like whatever, whatever was relevant to you that could have changed your life. It's like, you know, like people don't have, or else they would have just got out of it. Obviously, so like they they need time. You know, you hear people go, "Oh, is this the first time you 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 you've been rugged or you've you've lost money?" Like, no, it's not. And it's also like, hey, what other token out there was that high up? Like, literally was worth like $40 billion or whatever it was. Dude, Luna was my, Luna was my go-to. Like, when I was looking yeah. for pools on chains, I was in on Luna on every chain. Yeah, I was swapping like on Crescent to like, yeah, exactly. Like, and also it's like people, people have been rugged before. But when have they been rugged where a token literally was worth like $40 billion? Like, think about how much money that is. Like right? Ethereum like, tomorrow just flashing to zero. It's like, yeah, what? exactly. And and it, you if you just use like real world like companies, right? Like I don't even know how much like say Disney's worth. Is Disney worth four forty billion dollars? I don't know. <laughs> you know That's a good yeah. question. That's a good question. I think Apple is like a trillion. I think Disney, yeah, it's worth Disney is like somewhere near somewhere maybe five hundred billion or something like that. So it'd be like, yeah, it'd basically just be like tomorrow, like everything from Disney went to zero. Like no one's look at uh, look at Netflix too. Like Netflix is slowly dying, you know, and it's like that's what you thought would happen. Yeah. Like you're saying, you wouldn't have just thought <laughs> straight down. Yeah, and then you had, you know, I, I guess in his defense, like you you have a leader, 
in Doe that's sitting there saying like hold hold steady mates like everything's gonna be fine like oh I was though <laughs> I mean I, I looked at the algorithm I really did my my due diligence there and like I was ready to fucking buy Luna at 10 cents and then just be like that was the craziest deep pegging in history but you know now this is more battle tested here we go for the new round Mm-hmm. I was buying USD when it dropped to like 50, 60 cents. I bought a lot of it. I'm like, oh, it's going to get back up at least to a dollar again eventually. Yeah, that yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, I, I was really yeah. like, it'll withstand. So for the guy that was just talking, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm all for um, like Luna not giving up and trying to do version two, but they they need to cut ties with like a lot of people. Like Doe needs to just like lay low and never show his face again because you can't you can't rebuild. And like I don't have any sympathy for that guy because he, he was reckless and and you know I'm not going to blame it all on him. But whenever you have like okay, so like him for an example, he owns millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of, of crypto throughout like different chains, including like Osmosis, like Flare Network, all these different chains. So like, he's not going to be losing sleep. Like, is he? Maybe he he's aggravated at what happened, but it's not like he's crushed. Like the dude still can live the rest of his life as long as people don't sue the shit out of him or whatever i don't know if i can even yeah. do a thing but like i don't have any sympathy for him because someone's like like him's reckless now if that dude had a hundred percent only in luna and he he can only own the ecosystem then yeah i would have i would have uh more sympathy for him but the dude he he'll be completely fine he's probably has a hundred million dollars in other cryptos like he's, he's but you're right though it's so like, like such a good have... lesson of like don't get too cocky isn't that like yeah. even like a, a deadly sin is like ego you know and mm-hmm. and Always be out humble. there challenging billionaires, you know, take me Always on. So be like, and like I said, thing. like stuff is designed to attack, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you don't I need don't to add, you don't need to add gasoline to the fire if you're trying to put it out. You know what I mean? But like right. my, my, th- one of my rules of like investments and, and my uncle, I always like consult with him. He, he's my, my great uncle, very intelligent person. Not, not really into technology, not like a tech mogul, but he's been like an investor his whole life. And he had like a quite a different rolls of thumb, right? So like one of them, one of his things he always told me is to never invest in someone that you literally couldn't have a conversation with without wanting to smack him in the head. And that was me with Doe. Like I never liked the guy. He was always abrasive, cocky, was really rude, demeaning, cavalier attitude. Didn't like him, never did. So like that should have been a sign. Not saying a good person can't lose or be a bad leader, but that's one of my roles. And that, another role was, Whenever there's a war or like a, a, an impeding war is to get out of like any risky investments, like kind of kind of like basically go back to square one and get out and not saying like the war is the reason this happened. But like for the most part, like whenever there's like a bad war, like a war comes up, like the markets are going to get a shit. And it always does. Right, right. If you know like any real investors, like day traders and like people that have a lot of skin in the game, like I hate the news, but they always have the news on because they're waiting for stuff like that. Like, oh. Russia might invade Ukraine. Them dudes are getting out of any position for the most part. Like they're, right, they're right. Out. Extra volatility like, happens. You just want to like take a step back. You know, it's it's like taking a seat on a ride. You know, do you want to go on the crazy bumpy ride that just like will nearly kill you, or do you want to step off and wait till the the smooth one comes back around and then play your risky game? Yeah. So like, imagine if I was just like, screw it, like all my investments, even Osmo, everything was like, you know what, I'm just going to sell right now, pay the tax and then wait, wait and see what happens over the next year. Maybe, maybe dollar cost averaging on a couple of things that I like, 
don't worry about like the interest and making money right now. Or making- Dude, I am kind of at that point actually with my, uh, my own retirement fund. It's not much. I, I've always kind of, I never really like, I was always working so much. I never could like sit down and, and just completely organize it until a few years ago. Um, but I got to set up where that's my, uh, I can loan myself from it without taking a tax cut. And yeah. so that's my emergency funds. But right now the market's so shaky. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, everyone will tell me not to get out, but that's my emergency fund. If the market goes to shit, I have a lot less emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah. There so, so many times I'm trying to like play in my head right now. Do I really want to take out or, you know, if you stay in those dividends get you like almost a bonus and it's very rewarding to stay through, but what if I yeah, need it? Yeah, that's the thing that I've learned too is the to not necessarily wear, worry about if you if you're convicted like I was convicted about a few things before I really just did it is like once you have that conviction don't let anything deter you from like what you were gonna do so just go with it because like that's at the good. end of the day you, that's good advice you could, yeah you could just live with it you know like if you made the wrong decision but you were like wholeheartedly thought that at least you can live with it like I was saying about earlier about my um my two things that kind of really aggravated me with was the Evmos uh, halt, which I already had was unbought and ready to go. And then the yeah. second time, like I should have just went with what I was going to do. Okay. Well, I'll just and that was a part of you. That's just like, Oh, that fucking event. If, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting somewhere else, probably yeah, still instruction, but yeah, you would exactly. just be more comfortable. Cause it's like you chose to be there during that time. Yeah. Like there was a, there was a reason why, like I believe stuff happens just like it'll happen. So it's like there was a reason why, whether it was because I thought like Evmos was going to be like this next gigantic chain in which it still may, may be. But I should have just went with it no matter what or at least held on. Like I said, I think it's pretty safe to say like and it's not financial advice. But like if you it's, I think it's never a bad idea to like swap into like like Bitcoin or just swap into like Ethereum because it's just like they have so many connections, man. Like they, they got first movers advantage, whether I like them or not. They're, I feel like they're going to be around. So it's like, you're not going to just go to zero as opposed to like, hey, maybe I want to swap everything in the Juno or I want to swap everything to Adam. Like, I don't think those are going to No, you got a good zero. point there. But, but um, like they, you ever hear the, like the, the S&P 500 is like designed to be the lifelines of the economy. And so from every single angle, there's so much push and drive and incentive just to keep the S&P alive. You know, whereas like, Luna had that same concept. Like it was up to us to to push into it, but it's like we didn't have enough capital. We weren't that size. Like there, it was just the lunatics were were all going for this. And you know, whereas like you put Ethereum, even if Ethereum is not the better tech, and even if it's time for it to go, there will be so much fight just to like push it and push it until people can either get off slowly, you know. But they're not just gonna like let billions of dollars go drop to zero overnight. Yeah, and and you also think if if you were um, a new user, like I put, I put I put this poll question on Twitter before, and I asked like, you know, what was your first chain? Most people are going to either say Bitcoin or, or Ethereum, and oh, even yeah. with Luna pumping like that, I can still guarantee you if I asked a hundred random people, not in this space because obviously it's different, but maybe even in this space. Like, what was your first chain? I bet you most of them still wouldn't have said Luna. Like, they came over from Bitcoin or Ethereum. Like, it's just, like, that's just the way it is. Like, if you go on YouTube and you yeah. type in crypto, like, literally Bitcoin and Ethereum's coming up. Like, I bet you Luna, maybe now because it's, like, trending, because everyone's just, like, talking about it or whatever. But, like, 
two, even two months ago, if you just typed it in, I bet you Luna never came up first on any searches, like ever. You know what I mean? Like people are going to. Right, they're always talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. Mm-hmm. If you just you know, ask and a 65-year-old like, right now about crypto, like they're like, hey, what do you do? And you're like, I'm really into crypto. They're, they're going to say Bitcoin or Ethereum. Like, oh, I heard of Bitcoin. Or even Doge. I actually yeah. find a lot of people know about Doge and don't even know what Bitcoin is. Yep. I'm like, that's so strange to me that you don't even know Bitcoin. Yeah, I had this guy last year. Last year, he had to come to my house because I had like a lot of bees that were just annoying outside my house. So I was like, hey, can you come out? I like, I, you know, use this service. And he came in the house because like some of them were actually literally getting in my house. Somehow. They didn't know how. And he came in and like I was like talking to him about crypto because he's like my age. And um, the first thing he said he, he, he owned was Ethereum and Doge. Like he never heard of Adam, never heard of Osmosis, never heard of anything that I was talking about. Like, I'm going to have to look into that. But that was like a, that was like you're saying, like he knew about Doge. You know, it's like, <laughs> so, right. It's just the way it is. Funny man. the way the world works. It is. And it's always, That's, uh, you ever hear this, this concept of like the market efficiency? You know, and, and you can never outpace the market because it's so efficient. And uh, that would be true if we were all computers and just like maintaining the line. But, you know, we're humans with emotions and, you know, hype and not time to even look into stuff. I mean, we're more like monkeys just hanging around on hammers <laughs> than actually being this like super efficient computer. And that's how stuff like Dogecoin fucking launches to the moon. And, you know, people don't even know what Bitcoin is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, as an investor, like there's a there's a, a chain that's coming out. It's called Doge, Doge Chain or whatever, and yeah, um, they're building like utility. I've I've said it to you before, but they're like building utility for like Doge. I'm like, I'm gonna invest in this. I might lose everything, but this no, chain, that's kind of crazy. That's like what I was saying about how Cosmos is the internet and Bitcoin is is the money. You know, and like Cosmos is gonna be the smart contracts. It, it's almost like a mini version of what I was just talking about. So they could absorb Dogecoin and give it this smart contract utility. Yeah. Well, yeah, I always, I mean, I've always said, like, I feel like everything's going to communicate to IBC one shape or another. I mean, it's just the best code. It's all universal language. Like, it's just, it it is what it is. It it all comes down to utility. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, like I was saying, the the soul runs the world. And so, you know, are you going to use something that, you know, if you want to go make a pay at the gas station, but you have to pull out your private key and type in this and do this and do that and wait 35 minutes for the transaction to go through and then you can pay for your soda. Like, no, you're not going to do that while you're on your way to work. You just want something that you can walk in, scan a card and know it's trusted. Yep. So it's like it all comes down to utility and the stuff that's going to make it. And you'll find, too, in history, like sometimes the best tech doesn't make it. And it's because there's just like certain tweaks that marketing did or something happened. And, you know, we're in we're here with the lesser technology, but it, it works universally for everyone. Yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I don't know, like the market is I'm going to I'm going to start watching more about the traditional market because I think we're going to lag behind them. We kind of always do anyway. So, yeah. There's just a lot of bad things going on in the world right now, and there's a lot of like inflation, and a lot of people are just getting wrecked in real life. So I don't. I know, think like, crypto itself is like probably the most happening it's been for a while. Like there's so many people now. There's a lot of projects that have been being built for the past seven years, five years, and like it just seems like now is the time to really be in crypto. But like you said, we're we are pegged to the to the economy still. I'm like. You got war going on, you got COVID going on. So who knows what 
what's going to what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm interested in the real estate market. We'll see if that's just because in a sense, it's just so overheated. If that's yeah, if I had money right now, I would I would have property. Yeah, I, w- I would buy something silly too. I would buy like, I mean, there's a lot of money, so I'm just kind of dreaming of what I could have. But I would buy like, a, like a park center or something, <laughs> just something that can make me money, and like just maintain it. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking into um, well, it's really before the Luna crap, but I've been looking into land, and like I said, the mountains are really good to own because there's just so many resources in it. You know, it's like like there's just so many resources i mean you could literally do whatever man like my uncle had property he had maple trees so he was running maple people would pay him just to come get like the maple from the trees and just like yeah just like stuff that you can make money on like he had natural springs so like he had filters and natural spring water where people would come by like his natural water and just like just anything i worked at this company and uh they had a warehouse that was an old barn and they converted to the to the shop. You know, I'm doing stationary mechanic stuff. So you go to the shop for the parts and stuff. But they had at least an acre from farm because they bought this farm out. They had at least an acre of just open field. And uh, they would rent it out to farmers and get this, like, massive tax cut and monthly wages coming in all on the side of, of an HVAC company. Yeah, that's, like, the only other investment that I'm ever interested in is, like, real estate. Because it always goes it always goes up. Like, it might crash for a little bit because there's just too much free money in the market. But over long You know, and long, it's, it's, like, tangible. You know, if, if, if the market goes to shit and, like, dollars are worthless, you got property. You know, it's, like, something tangible that, that you actually has value. For sure, man. You can always sell it, too. You know, it's, like... Yeah, always yeah. sell the property. You can you can do whatever you want. It's your property, basically. As long as you pay the tax on it, it's like you could do whatever hell you want on it. So, like you can, you know, you want to take it a step further. Like my one of my goals was to eventually own property, and like where I live at, it's literally sunlight out till like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night because it's so high up, and the sun just hits it all the time. Like I get so much sun at my house, like where I live at, because I live on top of this mountain that i can have solar everything and i could have oh, so much power and energy forever that's a dream right there and like i i want to buy land close to me eventually and and just have i can literally have a ser- server farm if i wanted to like i could do whatever the hell i want i'm gonna so. see myself having stuff like that i'm i've always been into mechanics and i've always immediately been like pro environmental sustainability and so I look at like alternative energy sources and, you know, I really follow the laws of thermodynamics where you can't have something from nothing. But so I can see myself having like a solar farm, hydrogen plant, just some, some small self-sustainable stuff. Yeah, man. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get land in the mountains, dude. Cause it's like higher up. And like I said, where I live at, I'm like, even last night, I mean, it's not, it's not even summer yet. And it was, I don't know, nine o'clock and it's still light out. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like so high up and it's get, it just gets sun all day long. Like it's always where I'm at. Cause I'm like, it's like perfectly just how it is. Hey, not to, uh, what's going on, Haas? What's going on, buddy? I'm chilling, brother. Uh, not to jump in your conversation, but to jump in your conversation, please do. Um, uh, man, I've been looking at uh, because of the current real estate situation that's going on. I've been looking into uh, getting some open land in a certain position where I mean, I know, I know that it'll work. Is uh, 
setting up a, a mobile home park where uh, the thing is, is, man, it's so cheap, not cheap, but if you really look at the situation, okay, you buy a piece of land, you get the city, you get the city to come in, supply electricity and water, which they will do because you're going to provide a tax rate for them, you know, a, a form of money for them. And then after that, you, you uh, basically rent out spaces, have people bring in their mobile homes, cut into not mobile homes, but they're double wides. Right. People, people that um, own double wides, man, they're basically on a budget. Most of them are retired. And what happens here is, is they set up that double wide and actually they pay you rent every month, 400, 500 bucks a slab, you know, whether the bills are included or they have to take it on on their, their side because because people can't afford houses right now because of how the economy is and the inflation and everything it's a go-to all the way around because it's kind of like uh it's kind of like um uh, you know when you uh cut a contract when you basically own a piece of property you don't feel like dealing with tenants but you tell them hey you do a land contract with them. This is your property. You have to pay for it. The day that you don't pay for it, I take it back. Right, well, right. The same, the same thing applies. If a person goes under on that piece of property, he's going to go under, under the double. You understand? So what happens is the property, not that I'm a shark and I'm looking to, uh, to uh, kill people out here. But the situation is, is if they can't afford the property, they have to leave the double Y. The double Y gets confiscated by the LLC. Oh, no LLC. shit. The LLC. Listen, this is going on all over the country. Man. This isn't some shit that I'm making up. No, no, I'm, I'm, I've worked in these. I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm, this is still new information to me. Well, yeah, I'm feeling it, sense. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you make something of it. I mean, so anyway, the, the property gets taken. Okay, you turn around and do the same thing again. Listen, I'm not trying to prey on anybody, but if you're really looking at it as what you're doing is you're helping people because of, of, let's say in the situation that the person is in their 50s or 60s, they're getting ready to co uh, collect Social Security. It comes to a point that if they can't afford it, it just ends up on your lap as the land contract. It's the same thing as when you rent out a house and you do a land contract. I got two properties right now where I have land contracts at. I sold one of them to my buddy because he's truly like my friend. He got laid. He went through some divorce problems and all this bullshit. His mom died. I said, look, bro, I lived in this house. I know this house. I lived in this house for 20 years. My mother left me this house. I rented it to some people. And for like three or four years, I was dealing with hell. He was going through the situation at the time. I told him, hey, man, just give me 10 grand down, bro. Cause you're not going to get, you know, he's right. like, take you out of the he's house. Like most, he's like most people out here, bro. Credit's fucked up. Money's tight, but they're hard workers and they have a job and I know he won't fuck you. So the thing is, is I, you know, I put him in there. I told him, give me 10 grand, bro. I'm giving you, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm giving you the house. The payment is going straight to the bank. I'm only making $50 off of you when I collect the, you know, when I get the rent money, and I send it off. I said, I'm only making 50 bucks on this deal. But the thing is, is, man, I'm going to tell you, the day that you can't pay this shit, I have to take it from you because if not, you're going to fuck up my credit. And we have, mm -hmm. been going, we have been going on with this already. He's been living in that house for, I think, like uh, five years. I haven't had a problem with it. 
But back to what I was telling you, this same principle applies to the mobile homes, not the mobile homes, the double wise. So yeah. like you guys were just saying like, hey, man, a piece of land, this and that. What you have to do is figure out. I mean, I'm not talking about making some slum park type of deal. I'm talking about making a nice place to live where it attracts people that uh, that that are decent people. You're not going to have drug dealers sitting in the background fucking terrorizing people. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about like no, a you're talking about a good quality mobile home. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That type of thing where good people where live. Yeah. And, and honestly, keep it nice. But at the same time, if you fuck up, I'm worse than the bank. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're keeping the entire property. Exactly. And I'm not going to, I'm going to make it, I'm going to work with you as much as I can. But if you are putting me under, I have to react. You understand? I'm not one of these dudes where I'm like. That's tough, man. I don't think I would have the empathy to do that. (laughs) uh, Bro, listen, man. It's straight. It's straight business because this is the flip. It's necessary. This This is the flip side of it. Okay. Okay. If they go rent an apartment and they don't pay the rent on the apartment, what happens? You get, they get you get fit. booted. You get booted. The situation is this, man. People that that uh like look, the model that I'm looking at, right? There's uh-huh. this uh well, there's this mobile home park. My mother just retired, she moved over in Orlando. She bought a beautiful house when the economy had crashed. The house has damn near doubled in value. About two miles around a corner from her house. And I'm talking about she lives like in a subdivision with three, four hundred thousand dollar houses. Around the corner, like two miles down the road, man, there is one of these parks that I'm talking about. This guy has fucking maybe like two acres, man. And when I tell you this fucking thing is packed, like like a hundred homes. Bro, there has to be something like that in there. So my uncle used to live over here where I live. He went down there and retired with my aunt. I mean, I'm sorry. He retired right around the corner from my mother. And he's in one of these situations where blue collar guy, social security, doesn't work anymore, needed a place to live. My mother went and bought him uh, the same scenario I just told you, man. Went and bought a foreclosed uh, uh, foreclosed double wide. He went in there, fixed it up. He pays 400 bucks uh, he pays 400 bucks uh, a month plus the utilities. But the situation here is, is this. The double Y that he bought was a foreclosed one. You understand? So he's getting so, a super discount. Super discount. But then I'm over here like, you know what, man? My mom's telling me you should buy some double Ys and, and do this. I'm like, mom, fuck double Ys. If I buy this shit, I'm buying the whole fucking thing. I said, I'll set the whole thing up. And listen. None of us have big, I'm not a millionaire, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Okay. The thing is, is with the current situation of the economy, you think this is crashing now. Wait a couple more months. You understand? This, shit, this is your opportunity. Exactly. This shit is going to, yeah, yeah. and liquid I, is going to. I'm a big fan of that. I, I do think that is a way to distribute wealth and it sucks. Oh, absolutely. You know, bro. Yeah, but I think society is still like a baby to this concept, you know, and, and as we, get better like now we got robin hood on our phones we got crypto making this stuff instant and like i really do feel like this is going to become general awareness of like oh market's going down 
time to change your life. Grab what you need. Uh, I, I've been through this shit. I started investing back in. Uh, I got caught. I got fucking slammed back in okay. uh, January of 99 to. I mean, I'm sorry, December of 99 to January of 2000. When all that shit was going on, that the computers were about to reset, the dot com right. bubble. Scary times. Volatility oh, picks yeah, up. Man. But bro, when I tell you, I was a, I was a kid back then, man. I was 24 years old back then. Okay. I got fucking wiped out, man. Like wiped out. Like there was because the thing was was I was fucking around. <laughs> you were like the with, computers didn't turn off. My fucking wealth did. <laughs> no, the the problem. <laughs> what was it, man? The problem was that the dot com bubble crashed and nothing came back. And the thing is, right, is nothing, right. nothing came back for a very long time. And then. You know what happened? 9-11 happened. And the shit got even worse. So my money disintegrated. And oh, I, dude. I think my money... I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, man, bro, but that, that's not the only time is what I'm telling you. And it's you're learning. Me. Yeah, and you're just going through it. And, uh, you know, like we're saying, you, you reach a point where, like, you understand how it works. Yeah, man. It fucking... It drove me... I was doing so bad, man. I had my life savings in there at the time, which was, like, like $20-something thousand, man. It fucking that's, wiped me out. That's what I'm worried so about right now, dude. Yeah. It, it, it wiped me out so hard, man, that it drove me to the military. You understand? And through all that time, it just made me think the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Even up to, even up to this day. But not to get into you guys' conversation, I look at that, um, uh, I look at that uh, mobile home park as, a, as an extreme asset. It's an asset builder because it's an ATM. Yeah, yeah, that's your position. You're gonna, yeah. you know, if you get you get opportunity to get that now for the next 20, 30 years when that picks up again. Now you got a fully run a business, you're gonna run oh, it good. Bro, you hire a property manager and you know what you do, bro. You go live, you go, you go move to a place like fucking Colombia or Panama or you know what? That was that was actually my job was uh when shit would go wrong there, I would get called up. And we even went through insurance companies. So I was getting subcontracted out through insurance contracts. And you know, and, the uh, yeah, they would know. send me there and go fix stuff up. Yeah. yeah. She goes out, we got to do like fixing holes in the bottom of your trailer and whatever. Exactly, man. But the, the, the side, now the spinoff to this, which is what would get you to that is I've located a place where there's a, where there's uh actually in two different states i've located places where you know what would make the whole thing happen setting up a laundry mat right by you set up a laundry mat those laundry mats are printing cash you know what i'm saying the initial investment is pretty big man but the thing is is if you set up a laundry mat and you're catering to these people because you have to pay man everybody exactly there's value it's just naturally going to generate value and you're you're helping out on that. You're getting rewarded for it too. Absolutely, man. And you know, like like uh, like uh, like you said, hey, man, I couldn't do that. You know that that's pretty tough. But I just got fucking slammed with this Luna shit. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So no, and you know yeah. what though, I fix machines too. I mean, I've I've fixed stuff that's like tens of thousands of dollars, thirty thousand dollars for a single machine. And uh, it's the worst feeling ever to come up and be like, no, this machine's fucked. You have to buy a new one. No, man. I, I I own a semi business, man. So I yeah, you can't get away from it. Yeah, you just gotta like yeah. choose your poison. I hate telling people bad news. I always felt like, you know, doctors lose patients. I lose a machine. 
I'm like, I got the better end of the deal here. Yeah, man, it, it fucking blows, bro. But you know what? It's just we didn't make this, man. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't make this structure. But the thing that's, is, is you. Could, yeah, yeah. You have to that's, play. That's where I come back to. Like, it's the human soul. It's it's just part of like the natural drive to live and to like walk yeah, this man. path. And and uh, and like I was saying, man, it's just you know I, I'm going through some mental. I'm going through some mental problems after this little shit, and then my father died uh, two days ago. So it's just, you know what I'm saying? You want to talk about dealing with situations? I just it's don't. All, know. all at once, just dropped on you. Oh man, without a doubt in your mind, bro. Just like sorry to hear that, man. Oh uh, man, I'm sorry myself. I'm still like I'm I'm hollow inside. I don't have yeah. tears. Yeah, no, I, I keep telling people, you know, make sure you get some water. Like, all we got going on now is this intense chemicals. It's it's your hormones, it's your chemistry. Just the reality of what happened is burning through us. You know, we got to, like, yeah. drink water to process it, eat food, go for a walk, talk about it. Um, uh, listen, man, I have a guy. I know you guys deal with this a lot. And I have, like, a question. I don't mean to take over the chat room and talk all this bullshit. But no, we're just, we're just chit-chatting. Which one call it? I'm, uh, my question is this, man. I'm dealing with, with a situation where most of my bag of Luna is sitting on Coinbase. Coinbase, oh, okay. Coinbase, and it's all wrapped Luna. Coinbase sent out an email talking about they're going to stop trading. I mean, if, I, if my interpretation is correct, they're saying that they're going to stop. They're going to delist it. They're going to stop trading it if, if that's what I'm right. I mean, if that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, so, that word is out there. Yeah. So if, if this goes on, what exactly happens to this, man? Does anybody know? Does anybody so, have next? There's a few ways it can go. And this is kind of interesting that crypto actually has some type of superpower here. So the future isn't known yet. There's probably about three solid options. And I'm personally just going to lean towards the option of like, it's done. That stuff will be worthless. Um. Because there, there's there's three routes that could happen. One route is they could just turn off the chain and it it's over. Um, route two is that they fork it and they fork it into this new Luna and uh -huh. let go of UST. Okay. If that does happen, there's already talks of a snapshot from before all this happened. Okay. Um, and then option three, what is the third option? Can't think of it right now. But like that second option is just kind of like almost like a magic property of blockchain, you know, so the, the ability to be like, we just devastated 3 billion, 5 billion, was it 10 billion, however much Terra was. Uh -huh. And to be able to like airdrop this new supply and it's not exactly a copy over, but it's like better than nothing. And you can keep the economic structure going, you know, it's, it's unique. Yeah. Everything you said is pretty much what, what I've seen out there. Now, personal question. I'm not holding you liable or anybody under rule oh damn you cut out yeah i got rugged it looks like yeah i'm gonna um amir's gonna come up and then uh i gotta get 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 packed and get some stuff i'm going hello hey you uh you got rugged there a little bit we didn't hear anything you said the last like i don't know probably 45 seconds or whatnot so what i was gonna say is that you finish if you could finish your point and um and I'm going to have Amir come up and then I'm going to wrap up the show because I'm going to to Florida for the permissionless event. 
which is like a blockchain event down in West Palm Beach. And uh, so I got to get some stuff going. And, and I just wanted to give a shout out for everyone that stopped by. Uh, you know, I <clears throat> didn't really promote the show this week. My show is always going to happen pretty much no matter what happens. So I was kind of out of it for a week where I wasn't involved and didn't talk to really anyone because of what happened. So I do appreciate everyone that stopped by, especially those that stopped by. And, and I guess uh, whatever her name is, did the same, did a show on um, Twitter at the same time. So uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate people that stopped by, but go ahead. I didn't mean to uh, go in on the conversation. So deep pause and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm happy. No, no, you're cool. No, this, this show, I, to be honest with you, I typically have developers come on and I didn't do any of that this week. I just wanted people to just bullshit, like more, more of like, Hey, we're at the bar. We're all bullshit type of thing anyway. So it's all good, man. I didn't like, I, like I said, usually on Sundays I have two or three teams come up, do their thing. But to be honest with you, I wasn't in a mood for any of that. And I guess somebody took that fill and, and did their own show today. Like well, when I usually do it. So it's all good. But today's show is more just like how we're all bullshit and talking about random stuff. So it's all good. <laughs> like I said, man, I, I'm like I said, man, forgive me if I'm leaning in too much on anything that I'm talking about. No. I just, I just wanted to see if there's some clarification with what you would do. If you're holding the bag on Coinbase, would you transfer it to Osmosis or would you just leave it there? I don't even think you can transfer it, to be honest with you right now. Like I was just yeah, I would say it. transferring is pretty much done with. And uh, whatever, well, wherever I mean, you have it, you have huh. to make a decision from that point there. Like, So what can you do with it on Coinbase? You know, I well, had some stuff on Croissant. Yeah. So like right so right now you're basically just beat on it and like I would just hold on to it. Maybe one day they give you airdrops for being the initial Luna holder or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I have it on it, it, on osmosis and I'm probably just gonna keep it there or if they ever let me send it to Kepler or or um or or uh, Terra Station, I'll just hold it on her. I don't even know how many I have. I have so many now. and It's just to the fact where I'm not going it, to, it's more like a meme to me now. So it's like, I'm just going to hold on to it. It's worth zero. It's more just like, a, it's just a more of annoying to even, even if I can get $10 for all of it, I wouldn't even do it because it's just like, I had so much of it. So like, what's the point? I'm just going to leave it be and hope maybe, maybe some, some new Cosmo chain comes out and says, hey, we're going to give airdrops to the people that literally got wrecked and you have to, you know, they'll be able to see like you held on to it the whole time and got completely wrecked. <laughs> well, I mean, my thing was it's wrapped Luna, transfer it to Adam, go to Osmosis and buy it all back at, at Osmosis. That's, I mean, you know what I mean? That's my option. That's what I was asking. And that's the last that's thing. That's crazy. I'm- <laughs> you really can't do that. There's going to be some massive slippage throughout all that. And it's going to be wild to like every single time you make a swap, it's going to be heavily sided on one way or the other yeah i know but i mean that's i'm just trying to you know when you're in trouble you're just figure out something yeah yeah dude yeah like i said i had a guy you know i'm helping to run the uh osl and uh one of our guys that just got hired on was starting to worry like he just quit his job he was on he was about ready to call his boss the next day and then he found like yo if you just bounce this back and forth and next thing he's like, I, I just made the next two months rent. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, thank God. That's emergency money right there. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, fellas. I, like I said, man, I, I'm sorry to even. We were just talking business. So I just put my little two cents in there. 
You know what I'll say, though? Everything we just talked about, like, in the future, next time we get to that next bull run, we have to remember to take profits out and, like, start putting it into these strategies like you're talking about, looking for these opportunities and property and stuff that's more solid than just paper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was in it, to be honest with you, when I bought when I bought Luna, man. And just like I bought Osmosis and I bought all kinds of other shit. I'm in it for the long haul. This shit is just five, ten years from now type of stuff. It wasn't a, uh, you know what I'm saying, like a short-term thing. I was looking at it like my own personal 401k. Yeah. But, but the, the situation is, is if these dudes want to shut this thing down, like give up, then yeah, man, I got a personal issue with that. You know what I mean? But that's on the personal aspect. But uh, hey, fellas, man, enjoy your Sunday. I'll keep listening to whatever if he shuts down this uh, room. And um, uh, I'll check you guys out, man. Don't be scared to holler if you see me. Yeah, man. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate that. What up? All right. All right. What's up, Amir? Oh, hey, hey, Haas. How you doing? Hey, that's my spaces, Antoine. Um, it sucks what happened. You know, it's, it happened. It happened. So now, basically, we. I just hope, like, people, they, they don't um, get away from all this crypto stuff and you know, the blockchain, the technology is so so um, disruptive and innovating. So I hope, like, uh, I'm not so worried about even myself or like uh, like people who have uh, who already have businesses and jobs and all this. But some people, like uh, these kids, you know, that they they will be influenced, you know, by uh, by the prices and what they lost. So they they will basically say, oh, this is a uh, this is useless or something. It's a uh, like gambling with their with their money, like uh, savings or whatever money they had put in it. So it's a little bit sad for that, but I just hope they um, they they, they uh, keep keep going um, because they're the future for the, for the technology to go to go forth with this. If if not, it will it will just stop and and soon the regulators is, is going to like uh, come in and try to put another like a uh, fud and all this. So it's sad but it, it happened and now now we have to like uh, keep keep driving this this business and and uh, try to expand it better um and me personally i keep i keep the luna like uh, as a reminder like uh, the luna i i sold some already and, and i took profit and, and the bag that i still hold i keep it for uh, memories of of, the, of a technology also that was very good it was uh, me personally uh, it had uh, i had no issues i was actually uh, going to uh, launch a project on a uh, terra luna i was originally from a uh, I like the secret secret um, network the the best for me, and and then I like the NFTs on Terra, so I I had the project I was going to launch there. So um, it will be maybe in another blockchain if it if it uh, if God he wants if God wants this to be on uh, on on another blockchain or if not, but it will be it will be uh, over. That's it. Yeah. So I hope everyone is okay. Is um, do the do the other things also the be with your family and uh, all this. Um, uh, the other other hobbies, you know, that we have, because most people, they, it's not their job. We're not there. We're not. We're not working full time the crypto. So it's a. Uh, there's other things that's very nice to do, like uh, sports or uh, drawing or whatever people are into music. You know. So this. Uh, this. That's all I had to say. I hope everyone is okay mentally, and and Sir Lily, I hope you're. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. I hope you're coping with that. Like, um, it's it's a uh, take a lot of courage and a lot of time to heal. Um, thank you, thank you very much for having me, I, and I hope I hope everyone's okay. Yeah, man, appreciate you stopping by, Mayor. As always, yeah, it was it was tough, man. Like I was kind of just like in a shitter for all week. It, it was more just like what the hell just happened type of ordeal, and uh, you know, it, yeah, it, like, dude, you got was, you got hit hard. 
for sure. Yeah, man. Like I'm a really positive just like emotionally. Person. Yeah, like really a you know a positive person. And I was like, you know, it's just this really sucks because there was like I said, there was multiple factors that it wasn't like I had no intentions of of swapping any of my Luna out. I, I had plenty of intentions and. Uh, because I, I get to the point where I'm like, all right, my position in this particular asset's too much. Like I need to diversify it. And that's kind of like my strategy. And it, I had a lot of Luna and I'm like, I want to get, get out of this. Like not all of it, but I want to get most of this out and move it to other things and get more of that token. Cause that's like, my goal is like, I hit a certain number per token by just like valuation. And then I'm like, all right, I want to get, I want to get, you know, I hit my goal. Sometimes I'm like, all right, do I want to get more? I always set goals and I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to get any more. And I want to get more of like Evmos and I want to get more of these other tokens. And I, I was in position to do that. Then the halt happened and, you know, like the rest is history with that stuff. But yeah, so like it was, it was a definitely a challenging week and people that are younger, I mean, even if you lost, I mean, you have plenty of time to make it up. It's just like unfortunate for like, say my age or people that are older that have been grinding for so long. And a lot of that was like just overtime work and savings and all the fucking garbage that they had to go through for to get that money and bullshit and all the shit that they had to deal with in life just to get that money. And then for it just to evaporate, it's really, it is, it is, it's tough to do. You know, it's really, really tough. And yeah, uh, especially, some, some point. But, yeah and like, especially if it's like, to the point where a lot of us were we really if we just sold all of it we probably wouldn't even have to do anything the rest of our life like yeah it could still work but i just do this stuff for freedom man like i I don't want to work until i'm 70 years old and i don't want to do that shit like if i do i I want it to be something i enjoy like i enjoy doing this like i love doing this like this is a passion of mine so i i'm in it for the long haul and i just hope that one of these other tokens just makes up difference over the next like two, three, four years. And then it won't be as, as shit, but you know, I, I hate to be like negative, but I, you know, I, I'm not as confident with it, with all this stuff. Like really I'm not like, and it's, it is yeah. what it is. You know, I, I'm going to die. I'm I'm going out on my sword. Like I'm like a, I'm a soldier and I'm going out on my sword. I'm not backing down. Like I'm not giving up and I'm not. Backing right. Right. Down. But, but I'm like, not as confident. Shake, either. You're shook it. Yeah. Like you're standing you might, on shaky ground. Like if I was like a soldier back in the day, you, you might be leading me into like 10,000 soldiers and I might be able to take out a hundred of them, but I don't know if I can take them all out. Bomb just blew up next to you and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to go out on my sword. So like it is. Yeah. No, you I know? got you. Uh, like- I will say that for me, I try to invest into what I can use today. You know, and, and it's, it's kind of shocking when you go down that, that route. It's like basically just DEXs are everywhere. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I'm always looking for like, what can I use today? What can I apply to my life? I started teaching myself some programming and what I'm learning is that there's a lot of developer tools and it's almost like, I don't know, creating a new style of like GitHub, just made it super easy to work together. You know, so I'm always just like, how can I, how can I take some of this crypto stuff, apply it to my life today? And that's, that for me is where the comfort, the comfort is. Yeah, man. And then there's there's strategies. I mean, you don't. Whenever the market's really crap, is not the time to get out. Like, and not just to leave completely. You know, that's when you want to try to find that gem or find that technology or find that thing that can potentially change your life. At least you have to go for it. So, like, I'm gonna be here. You know, like I need this week to kind of recover, and I'm gonna be working that event in Florida, and I'm hoping that there's still energy 
you know, I, my thing about these events that are coming up, I, I'm also going to be a speaker at the uh, DecentralCon in, in Texas next month. And I'm just like worried that, you know, like if the market doesn't change at all, like there's no positive movement at all from here to then. Like, I just feel like the energy is not going to be there. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be lackluster, so to speak. And I'm still right. Be, I'll still be. No, I know what you mean. But it's a, it's a different energy, you know, like I, I know this, this event that's going to be down in Florida, it's going to be different. It's just, it's like even yeah. most of it's going to be Ethereum people and stuff and permissionless event. It's going to be like, like the bankless and all that, but the energy is just not going to be there. Even if you're just like, you only own Bitcoin or whatever, you know, it's just not going to be there because it's, I, I do think that like the, the main focus right now, the main energy seems to be that the, the developers are just like heads down, start working you know, and, and we just kind of like built all the stuff. We were coming into a very fun area before Luna blew up. And now, you know, there was still more to be working on, still more to be built. But it's like we just lost part of the hype. But I, I do think that in the coming months, you know, the technology is going to keep coming. We're going to keep having these stuff that we can, you know, grab it and use. Maybe people should start looking into Iris, see if they do have the capabilities to like extract those NFTs and stuff. And, you know, yeah, we could probably even make new blockchains with like a few of the assets from Terra before. So it's just, it's just like people got their heads down. They're trying to figure out which way to build. So depending on how that goes, it's like, that's where the energy is going to be at. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to probably pretty much wrap that up on that. But I appreciate the people that stopped by today. I, I, like I said, I didn't realize. Well, I mean, not that I should because I do the show at 12 o'clock every every Sunday. And I didn't realize that there was another one going on. I don't know what her name is, but she did a show started a half hour before this one so i'm assuming most of the people that usually stop by are probably over there and i mean yeah there's probably more value when it comes to future tech and like what they're talking about but i like i said today's show is more just like people that like to just talk about stuff and, and just bullshit so I'm, I'm glad that yeah i always appreciate these shows yeah it was more of a it was more of a venting venting show you know i don't want it to be negative i don't like swearing ever I, like i think i used the f word a few times today's show but um, you know, it, it is frustrating because that's what's crazy. You know, I love I love crypto, but it can literally just wreck you instantly. And it's a lot of lessons to be learned. Like people always say, you know, oh, you know, you'll be okay and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I'll be okay. I mean, even if I lose the rest of my investments, like well, my my life is pretty good. I'm I'm not going to dwell on on saying like the world's going to end or something. Like it is what it is. But you know, it, it does suck for people, man. Like it's just really it's heartbreaking that. You know, your life can just, especially if you're, if your financial wherewithal and your futures kind of wrapped up in the crypto, you know, and we do, we do say things like, oh, take profits. And yeah, man, like you just got to do it, man. It's just, it, it, you maybe, maybe it's like with me, some people took profits in the UST. So, I mean, you think you're safe, but then I guess in theory, if you're owning any crypto, you're not really safe. And uh, I think. I think this will add value when it comes to like IBC. I think it adds value directly to maybe Juno. As much as I wasn't like real huge into Juno, I, I have it. I think like this Terra thing is probably going to add value to Juno. 
it's going to add value to all the IBC in general. And I don't know if Terra makes a comeback like version two. I don't, I don't know. Is if, if, if those any, any, what a part of it, I don't want anything to do with it. Like he had his time in the, in the sun. I never really liked him in general because of the way he, he, he used words and, and sayings and things that I just don't agree with ever to say, you know, like I just don't believe in some of the words he used and his cavalier behavior. So I don't want anything to do with that guy, but you know, if Terra two comes out and he's not involved with it, I mean, I'll look into it for sure. But if he's involved at all, I'm, I'm over him. I'm just, I don't care. Even if I can't make, uh, I could potentially make money in, in version two or whatever. I, I want no part of that guy. So, um, <laughs> but what up shirt? Hey, Hoss, thanks for inviting me up. Um, uh, just real quick on that, I actually want to ask you one question on on what you're just speaking about regarding Doe. What are your thoughts on Elon Musk? Like, as in, and like what, and what realm? Because my my kind of thoughts there was that Doe tried to become like Elon Musk of crypto, where he was very much about like the shit posting and stuff like that is something that Elon does all the time um and that's where i kind of thought he was like copying his kind of like char- character building sort of thing in in crypto and like i'm not sure if that's like necessarily like how he is in real life never met him in real life kind of thing but um yeah that was just kind of my take on that and that that i think that he's just a, a builder and a developer and I'm sure he'll probably find something else to do that is probably going to be productive if he's if he's a visionary, like Luna kind of was a vision for a lot of people to this point. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but he, the way he, he, you know, like, I don't even want to say the word, but he was like calling people retarded and, and just like yeah. stuff. That, yeah, like that's yeah I was going to say it too, like, if, if he doesn't have a clear and distinguishable sign of learning from all this because you know he was challenging billionaires and saying like your money's small your money's small Mm -hmm. you know and next thing some guy shorted like 20 billion like he wasn't he was completely out of his league i think and he was working on security he was working on backing it and stuff and there was flaws in that too but like he shouldn't have been out there really calling people out before he actually had security and and not only that, the the big differential point of view with like like say like Elon and him is Elon's Elon's connected man like he has so many you yeah. know like, look at look at Tesla right like Tesla literally doesn't even make a profit because they get money if you if you consider all the money that they get from the government for for what they got going on like it really <laughs> doesn't even make a profit but the dude has connections so like he can act like that he has connections he's a he is part of the game. Like he is that one percent. Like, dude, it, it'd be like me, right? Like winning the Powerball, right, and being coming like I don't know. Say I won five hundred million dollars, and then me all of a sudden acting like my shit doesn't stink when I take a crap. Like these people are gonna put me in my place. Like they're, they'll wreck me if, if I. Right, they're me. standing on solid ground. You know, like you, all they have to do is push you. Yeah, they know people. Like Doe doesn't like as big as Doe got like building wise. Like he's just an ant to them. He's just a he's a peon, just like the rest of us. And you have to accept that. Like, and um, I don't agree with with um, being confrontational and having a cavalier behavior. I think a lot of it had to do with 
him having that success. Like I've had success in my life where you literally feel like you're on the mountaintop and no one can touch you. But the reality is, is that there's always that bigger mountain. There's always that person or family that has more influential connections and ties. And like, you have to be humble, man. Like you can't act like that. I don't think he was doing that. Like as like a persona, like a, like he's like acting or whatever. I think he, he got so big, so fast UST. He felt that he was invincible and he was challenging these type of people, and I don't think it was a good move. And also, it's it's easier to be a cavalier whenever you have hundreds of millions of dollars and all these other assets. So, like, even if UST and Luna goes to zero, like, you have so much more money out there, it doesn't matter. So, it's easy to be more reckless. Like, now, if he, I would respect him if all his assets, one hundred percent, was in the Terra ecosystem, and then he acted like that, then I could be like, I can, I understand, like, I can, I, I can get down with him as much as I don't like it. I can understand it. But whenever you have all these different investments and funds and it's like at the end of the day, like say I was a, a, I have a $500 port, a $500 million portfolio and I'm the biggest Osmo. Well, like I love Osmo and I, 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 I am confident and I think it's, I love Sonny. And all I did was like talk about Osmo and then like Osmo went to zero, but like say I had a hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Like, is it really going to hurt me at the end of the day to be that cavalier and abrasive and aggressive and, and that confrontational? Probably not because I, I know like, Hey, I didn't lose all my investments, but, but that type of behavior you, you do, you do, uh, I guess you'd persuade a lot of people to be that confident that UST is invincible. So like in a way, like I, I don't agree with that. You know, and then, you know, when shit was hitting the fan, he's telling, I guess in a way he's, he's going to say this, like, you don't want to say, Hey, this, this sink is shipping. You need to get off. You're going to say, Oh, hold on mates. Like we're going to repeg, you know, like, I don't even know like, what, what I never got like looked into it, but like whatever happened to that Bitcoin reserve that they had, like, and the, you know, what happened, what happened to that is actually pretty interesting because this was an attack, dude. This was no, like just chance. This was like, you know, he was talking big game. Someone came and gave him a wallop. And uh, so that Bitcoin, as he was dumping it, there was also a ton, a ton of UST getting dumped. And then they were shorting Bitcoin and getting more UST and dumping that. So they had to stop dumping the Bitcoin because it was actually making it even harder for the community to come together on like buying that peg. It was just shooting us in the foot. Yeah, and didn't he do like over the counter? Like this is how it all started. Like they didn't. That's just- what I heard. Yeah, and so he was even down more UST, so like even he could do less. Yeah, so like that's what I mean. He's he's being he's being reckless because it, it would be like you know when you watch these shows. I don't know if you ever watched those American Criminal shows, but they talk about like these people that are running Ponzi schemes, and then they just get so much money, and they're so intelligent that they can persuade you to, 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 uh, buy water from a well, like, you know, like they're just so persuasive because they're, they're geniuses. Like those are genius. Like the guy's a genius, but for, for real too, like Tara, Tara was amazing. You know, it really took this coordinated wallet, I think, to take it down. And really, but, if you use his, what, what happened with him and what his behavior and his recklessness you can look at like all these people that have run Ponzi's, whether it was like insurance fraud or whatever. And in in a way, like he essentially just mimicked that. I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but there to me, there's really not that much of a difference because again, when you have all these different types of investments and funds, like you can just be reckless because even if you lose everything in Luna, like, like if you lost all of it as a, as a figurehead of Luna, it's like, 
you have all these other investments. So like you're going to be more reckless, especially if, if you had instant success, like the dude, I don't know his background. He probably came from not much. And then, you know, he got an education and then he had instant success. So people act more reckless. You know, it's like you, you look at even people in crypto, right? Like some of these influencers, they'll post like, Hey, look, I sold all this Osmo or I sold all this and this is what I bought. And it'll be some flashy ass car. Like people are more reckless. Like that's a stupid investment. It's a, it's an investment that maybe it brings you some sort of self happiness for whatever, for, for that time being, but it's a stupid investment. It's, you're never going to make money by buying a car. It's a dumb investment. If anything, buy a truck and then you can use it to make money with it. You're not going to make a money by buying a nice, like, sports car like yours it's a it's a zero sum investment so like you know you don't see people saying hey like i sold my crypto and i bought this piece of property like that would be more of a, a, a or hell even if you don't like gold i bought some gold or like i bought even bitcoin maybe i traded my disc to buy bitcoin whatever but like it's just how people get they get reckless like they buy stupid shit and probably he he got to the point where he just felt like he was on top of that mountain and could never be touched. And he was challenging people that are way out of his league. You know, like these people are, they're out of your league, my man. Like, you know, there's families out there that they've been having money passed for hundreds and hundreds of years and it's not going to change. And that's why I was saying earlier about like this whole notion of complete true, true decentralization is not going to happen until at least all these old people pass away. And, and, uh, you know, cause like the younger generations, like I'm 36, my generation, even my generation, um, I don't, i didn't have Twitter until last summer. Like, I don't believe in all this shit. Like I, I believe in technology, but I'm not like, Hey, I'm putting my whole life on Twitter and I'm going to tell you like, Hey, I'm taking a shit and I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm taking pictures. Like, you know, I don't do that stuff, but this younger generation does. So like, you know, I think eventually crypto will be mainstream and maybe there is a day where everything's true decentralization and we don't really need all these banks i would love for there not to be the the way i look at it these people are smart that run these banks right i still like where i live at it's really growing and getting bigger and bigger dude like there's banks everywhere like they're building more banks like that gives me a sign of like these people are here to stay my man like they're not going to keep putting these banks in these plazas and these different areas unless they, they feel like they got a control of things. You know what I mean? They, these banks are smart, dude. They, and they get bailed out. They get connections. So they're, they, they give these, these, you know, these people that have money, they're giving you 0% loans and basically just, they have no reserves. And, and really, if you think about it, that's a Ponzi. Like you, like if you, if I had a hundred, you know, I, I think that's kind of where like, when people talk about decentralization for centralization, I think that's the most important part right there because for decentralization, you know, there's not going to be wealth equality. It's, it's going to be a cash grab and you're going to end up with these wealthy, wealthy people. But where it comes from like centralization, then once they're wealthy, they have all the power. They start changing the algorithms. They start changing the, the rules that we print money by and this and that. And it's like always in their favor. Whereas if you truly have a decentralized currency, at least once the people do get super rich, they can't control it any more than the small guys. Yeah, I totally awesome. agree. And that's one of the things I loved about osmosis. You know, like I got involved in people that had a lot of money, you know, I, I would get DM'd with, um, you know, people that, you know, we'll, we'll just say a million and a half. The guy will be like, hey, I have a million and a half of, of stable coin. Can I do over the counter with the Osmo token? We're like, no, you have to do it just like everyone else. Like, and that's one of the things I loved about like osmosis from the get go 
was, you know, when it first started, everyone was like, hey, when Binance and why, when KuCoin and when, no, we were like, they can buy our token just like anyone else and they could put it on whatever exchange they want, but they're not getting any deals. They're not getting any discounts. They're not getting any fees, nothing. Like get out of our face. And I wish everyone had that mentality because like say if Luna had that mentality, then a lot of this probably would have never happened because it's like they they weren't just like doing all these deals. Like I said, UST got so big so fast that it got on the radar of like Congress and and all these dinosaurs. They're like, we got to kill it. Like it's competing against us. Like they like this is getting too big. This is getting out of control. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I loved about IBC. I, I always tell people it's like a metaphor. It's like the it's like the wild, wild west. You know, back in the late 1800s, people came over from other countries. They they wanted to go out west. They had no clue what's out west. They, there was, you know, there was bandits and it was, you know, rattlesnakes and, and bad, like just bad conditions. Like you might die going out there, but you're, you're seeking freedom in, in, a, in a way that's kind of like what IBC is. But you, I think slow and steady is always the right approach, even as an invest, as an investor and just like everything in general, like slow and steady. Like I think the, the other chains were always having that sort of approach, slow and steady. And, and Terra was more like, hey, and again, I think a lot of it had to do with Doe because he got real reckless. He was just like passing out UST like it was candy for Halloween, you know, and, and then it got it got so big that, you know, these people seen it. And like like Janet Yellen and these type of people, they're they're old dinosaurs. You know, they don't want, they probably don't want crypto to, to do anything really. Like they, because they, you know, they don't want it, they don't want crypto to take over these intermediaries. If you look during like like I, I don't want to get banned or anything, but if you if you look during um, like when the virus happened, everyone got wrecked, right? And then she's doing she's doing shows like how we're doing shows, but like on. Uh, on um what do you call it on um teams microsoft teams and all this shit and she's speaking on behalf of these bankers and making hundreds and thousands and even millions of dollars for just having a conversation on the computer like how how would you love that man like everyone's told that they if you have a business a restaurant you can't do anything because you're wrecked but then this lady's getting paid millions of dollars just to basically shill and talk on behalf of banks do you think that she really wants crypto to succeed? And she's head of the, she's literally head of, you know, the basically centralized banks. Like she's the one, and she was picked by the, the the president, our our current president. So like, and then all of a sudden she never talks about it, and then she's talking about UST, and then it gets wiped out. Like there's there's no coincidence with that. It's because it got too big too fast. So that's my my take on it. I don't believe in coincidences. I'm not some sort of conspiracy theorist either, but no, I was saying before money's design, you know, you start, if you start skipping on your taxes, you know, dollar bills has IRS. It is like the computer code of dollar bills comes over and stomps on you. And it's like supposed to do that to protect itself. It's part of like the consensus. So like, you know, Bitcoin's gone 10 years. It's getting stomped on constantly, but it's just so strong. It's so well built. It just keeps going. And, uh, you know, Doe, Doe spoke too much before he put the armor on and they came over and stomped. And if the armor was on, we'd still have it today. Probably, uh, you know, I don't know, but like, it just yeah. felt like they was got stomped on without the armor. Yeah. Like the, the armor should have been, Hey, we're just going to keep building up our reserves. We're not going to keep putting out UST everywhere. People can get it on their own. But we're not going to be like, hey, Binance, here's $100 million worth of UST. Right, you need like a trillion dollar market cap before you can't do shit. Like they were just like, okay, let's try. Oh, 
Yeah, literally. And what's scary is that people put this on Twitter before, just like random people are like, hey, this is how you can take down Luna. You know, it's a big Ponzi scheme. This is how you do it. Like the, the playbook was already out there for a while, you know, and um, they just timed it. They coordinated it perfectly and just and just took it down. And to me, it wasn't just like some random dudes that had money. Like this was all, this all came from higher up. Like, look, take this shit out now. Just attack it. And then, yeah. So the the liquidity needed to be moved from the three pool to the four pool. And if it would have, if we, if the liquidity would have been migrated, this attack would have needed to be, I think it was like seven or eight times bigger. uh, I I think it was even 10 times bigger. Yeah. So they knew to get it done before that happened. And then, yeah, Yellen came on, what, the next, the morning of or the next morning of? When it's yeah, up? it's just like they don't even care. Like, they say it in your face. It's like, whatever. Like, and, and you know, old dinosaurs, they, they never, you know, like, what's so crazy about where I grew up at, right? Like, everyone always said, like, don't trust anything the media says. And, and this was like as a kid, like, you know, back when it was probably more truthful. And, uh, you know, now it's just like all these old people. Right. And I consider like my parents old. They're in their 60s. I love them. But they're just such Kool-Aid drinkers. They never question anything anymore. It's like whatever is on the news or media or whatever is like it has to be the truth. And it's just it's hurt. It's it's almost like I don't even like to have conversations with them about anything that's like real life, you know, because it's just like always in their minds. It always turns back into something political and. They start talking about. Dude, I hate that. You know why that is? Because this political party, it's like, nah, dude, come on, (laughs) not that same conversation again. You know, there's just so much more happening beyond talking about what color your party is. Yeah, and nothing's coincidental in their mind. Like everything happened because it was organic. You know, like I don't believe anything happens organically anymore, especially when it comes to something serious. Like I just don't. And I'm not saying I'm this like huge conspiracy theorist. Like I'm like looking up all these theories on the computer. I don't. I just I never believe in coincidences, and I don't believe in and shit happens out of nowhere whenever something happens. Like you know, like Trump was being. Yeah, I, I think it's like, just Trump like was, uh, like we're a beehive, you know, or, or like uh, an ant. It's it's called a superorganism, and so we all got this like we're all pulling strings, little micro strings. You know, it's just like massive spider web, just humans just doing shit after doing shit. And it's got these patterns of like, you know, for, like to their perspective, they took the shot, stomped on Terra, and it was it was small compared to the global wealth, you know. So probably from their perspective, they're like, all right, cool, we took it down. That proves it was not safe, you know. We we just stopped a trillion people from from getting fucked by this, yeah. Instead of just oh, well, a billion, yeah. Like the U.S. dollars, just it's even though we don't have a trillion people planet yeah like the u.s dollar is just what it is like if these countries are using it as their main denomination you can rest assured if one of those people these new leaders or somewhat someone that's trying to change it they're either going to get they're going to get taken out or they're going to get smeared to death or you know it's going to be a non-stop campaign against them like it's just it, it is what it is and like i looked at like ust as like in their minds the antiquated dinosaurs as a direct threat to the intermediators essentially having their hands out in the cookie jar. And they're like, look, this is getting too big. Like people could just literally put in their debit card and get UST instantly. Like we just needed to take this shit out. And it just happened. Like it's just, 
you know, and I think the slow and steady approach might've worked. Like it's working for Bitcoin. It's, it was the slow and steady approach. Like it's such an boring investment, but the network effect got so big and then they got big money in it, man. Like Michael Saylor and all these guys that are just dropping money into it, you know, like, Again, you know, the the thing with investments, pretty much anything in economics is you need more people to buy it at a higher price for it to be worth more. But, you know, like these things to me, to be honest with you, like th- these type of attacks like this has happened and in theory just makes Bitcoin even more valuable because you're like, look, you know, it's really hard because it's so big already. Maybe they could have killed this a while ago if they wanted to, but it's just like, you know, kind of got too big. Now, I, I, I get worried that like, Unless you're actually bringing value that can make these like centralized figures more money or save time or whatever, like I think <laughs> you can't compete against them. It's just it, it is what it is, you know. Like I really don't think you can compete against them. And maybe one day, hopefully in the future, whenever all these older people that are hanging on for dear life, you know, they get out of office and then younger blood gets in there and they truly believe in freedom and tr- and choice and and user-based intermediators. Like we should be able to choose what we want to do, not have all these fees and all these people taking my, our money and, and all that. I just, like I said, I think the whole premise of one Bitcoin is going to be worth one Bitcoin is going to take a long time. And I mean that in the fact of like, you'll be able to just use the, the value of what a Bitcoin is. It's not going to be pegged to the dollar. I don't know that if that happens in my lifetime. And maybe, maybe it does when I'm like an old dinosaur, I hope. Yeah, I was I was reading a book when I first got into crypto. It was called uh, like Blockchain Twenty Thirty Five, and it was just talking. You know, this guy was out there like two thousand eleven working on blockchain, and he, he wrote this paper back in like I don't know two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. And uh, his perspective was, you know, even though it's a decade of Bitcoin going, we're still so early on. We, you know, we have. You know, basically, Bitcoin is just payment processing, just going back and forth to two people that agree. Ethereum kind of opened up where it was like a decentralized computer. You know, you can open up apps, you can open up games, you can open up whatever. And like the, all the processing power was happening immutably through through this like giant massive cloud. And so looking at Cosmos, I see Cosmos as like the answer to some of the problems with Ethereum. It's like the problem with Ethereum is Ethereum itself. You have to unplug Ethereum, which now we have these like DAP chains, and then you can just take those DAP chains and uh, plug Bitcoin into it. And so now you got this like money processing layer, and then slowly this computer processing layer is like being built right on top of the system. But I think we're just so early. I, you know, in my mind, every time I buy something, sure, I want stuff in like five, 10 years, but I'm looking at 2035. I think we're going to go through the entire 20s. It's, it's, it would shock me if integration happened, but I, I think it's going to be something that like takes a long time to really get that final product. Yeah. And I think this really put um, a delay on it. And I, and I, I do think like there are a lot of politicians like it, uh, and it sucks to say, man, I hate to say it. I wish America didn't control everything, but it does. It just, it does. I mean, we started, if you think about it, America started technology, it made it what it is. All the big, you know, all the big tech is in America and it's just, it is what it is. I, I would, I, I'm not even saying it as like, oh, America, like, no, nah, it's just, it is what it is. Like, you know what, control, America is almost like Terra, like, uh, you know, back in the new world, they, they started America and it's like, spread like wildfire. And now, you know, Terra was like spread too thin. It was on too many chains. Now it's like American as dollar is, is 
starting to scare people. This this could, could could collapse. And a lot of it comes from the leaders. We don't like how they're behaving. I think a lot of us disagree with the actions they're taking. And now we're like, I don't know, crypto comes in, we got this chance to like take on the next step or be more responsible, like kind of grab hold of it and maintain some type of quality line. Yeah. And like I always say with like crypto, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's just the perfect ledger that can, you know, you can't alter the records basically. And you can alter the records the way it is. And, you know, not with crypto, but the way the centralized figures is. And they're just not going to give up, man. And it's a shame. A lot of it does have to deal with voting for the right people and, and trying to, it's, it's going to take a long time, man. Like some of these politicians that live, you know, I hate to say like red and blue, but you know, the red states, they're all about crypto. So like, you got to like, kind of just go with that, whether you believe in that party or not, they're, they're, they're more for it. So like my, my thing is like, I'm voting for the future like that. You know, everyone has their different reasons for why they vote the way they vote. But my thing is, is like, I think crypto is trying to do a speed run to rectify the issues of thousands of years of inequalities and just bullshit. And I think crypto is the last, I always say this and I still will keep saying it. It's the last chance for humanity to right all the wrongs of just how screwed up the financial market has been for everyone, including third world countries and all this shit. So like, we all have to band together and make the right decision. You can't, you can't get caught up in all the mainstream bullshit where they, they want to pin like, one race versus another race or one area versus another area or one country from another. That's all distractions in my, my, my purview. I think it's all Dude, even the red versus blue, all yeah. fucking bullshit. You just got to like, pick, pick people who resonate with you. Yeah. You have to pick. And at the end of the day, I've always, hey, uh, we got I've Emperor, always, Emperor Otto. Do you want to take him up here? Well, yeah, I'm going to, I, I got, I, my wife's just, uh, cause like I said, I'm going to Florida tomorrow, so right. I, I have to get off, but I want to let you kind of end on this and say what you have to say. Cause I know every time I get a, another new person on, I'm just going to get another 30 minutes and I have to, right. I have to <laughs> next thing your wife be yelling on in the background. <laughs> no, she's real chill. She just, she got me the, the, I was like, shit, it's already three o'clock. Basically I got to get, That's cool. but uh, go ahead, buddy. I can speak now. Yeah. Good, yes, thanks. sir. Okay, okay, great, thanks. Uh, I hope everyone is doing well. I, I just, I was just thinking, like, the only silver lining I can see with this whole UST thing is that uh, any any other stable coin or algorithmic coin is at least going to make it more robust. But one thing I'm just kind of thinking about is that is there any way uh, they can now protect themselves or create from these, you know? Because basically, what we're saying is that they're enough, a big enough entity, they're just going to keep attacking these coins because they see the threat. So I don't know if anyone's actually considered that, or if you think it's actually plausible to actually make a coin. Yeah. So, so I always preach slow and steady, man. Like if if you, it, it won't it won't get you the most bang for your buck in the short term, but if you create like, like what I was talking about earlier, I don't, I don't think you were on, but you know, like an ETF that is basically pegged to like the whole value of all different chains on Cosmos. Maybe you could do something like that. And also, you can't just like put put that token out everywhere. Like it, you you put more of a target on yourself if you're spread too thin everywhere. So like what that basically means is like like Doe was real reckless, right? He he was giving out UST to everyone. Like it, the whole mission was let's get it so big. And, um, you know, it, it's a different strategy. I don't think I, I, when you, when you compete against the U S dollar, uh, 
with anything, whether it's crypto, your country or whatever, there's going to be negative consequences. Like that's just the reality. Like these people, like I said, they're not just going to just like sit back and go, ah, let, let's let them just take over. Like all it's their job, you know, it's their job to attack. It's, it's their job. These, these really wealthy people that have like, they've been funding wars and like building wars and doing this shit since like day one, like their great, great grandfather, like, you know, funded like a war. Do you think they're just going to like sit back and just go, ah, UST is going to take over. We're done. Like, no, they're going to find ways to do things. But if you are on a truly decentralized network, like let's say Cosmos, and you don't have that particular token everywhere. And also you're not doing over the counter trades. Like, so you, you know, like this whole shit started because Doe did like an over-the-counter, hey, we'll give you whatever, how much a UST it was for Bitcoin or whatever the whole story was. I don't even know what it was. I just know it was reckless. I think it was two billion. Yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's a reckless move because it's like you are taking our money, my money that I invested in Luna and everyone else's and doing what you want with it. Like that's really reckless. Now, if it was his money, like all his money, do whatever you want. Like, if I was a billionaire and I wanted to give you a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and, and make a buck because you're going to give me a better rate or whatever, then that's different because it's just me. It's not going to affect everyone. But when you do stuff like that, you're opening up yourself. And then also antagonizing wealthy people, that's never a good move because they're going to put you in your place, man. They've been they've been a billionaire and rich well, way before you were even a nut in your daddy's sack. You know what I mean? You like, were asking, though, like, is there any, any, safe, any like, safe place to sit knowing that like, these attacks are going to be coming? So I just wanted to say to that point then that like, um, you know, I, I, I got wrecked with, uh, COVID when COVID came through, I had literally just quit my job like four weeks before I was super confident I was going to get a job. So I was already taking a high risk, got the exact job I wanted. COVID came, wiped out the whole position. Um, so rebuilding from the ground up, you know, I don't even have that much money, but I built up enough that. Um, when it came time to it, I forced myself to take profits, put it somewhere in an emergency fund. And so I left what I thought was a good amount in crypto ready for these attacks. But I, in my mind, I was like, this shit's going to get attacked. It's going to go down to zero. And I just want to rebuild the little coins I have from that position. But I think diversifying and looking for areas that aren't going to get attacked together like no matter where you put your money it's going to get attacked fiat is on fire because of inflation the housing market is going to get attacked it's just like everything gets attacked all the time and you got to be diversified so that while something's getting attacked you could lean somewhere else yep i agree with that and you just can't be over leveraged man like a lot of people in luna including myself was just like over leveraged in their positions taking out you know using anchor and getting more of that token and even if you were like my my rule of thumb is i do do a lot of financial financial advice and stuff in real life and you know most wealthy people live like 20 to 30 percent on leverage for everything and that's usually a pretty good number but like in crypto it probably should be way less than that because it's just so volatile even like bitcoin you know and, and, and this time next month or two months from now if you're like hey bitcoin's at 20k like i wouldn't be surprised do i think it's going to happen probably not but it, it doesn't surprise me like this is just a, a, an eye awakening that like literally nothing is going to surprise me anymore. Like you had a token, if you combine it with UST and, and actual Luna, like I, it was like worth like $40 billion. And then like with the, literally you go, you go take a piss and then it's worth nothing. Like, you know, if you took a week off cause you're like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to unplug from crypto 
and go live, you know, just completely not even go on technology. And if it happened to be that week, you'd have been so shocked. Like, what the hell just happened? Like, you know, yeah, I knew someone who like three days before we were talking and then he went off and like went hiking, went in the forest. He's like, I just got back on the internet. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm sorry. It's gone. Yeah. But hey, I, as much as I would love to just like spend the next like three hours talking to everyone, because that's kind of it, it was nice to talk to everyone because it was the first time that I really just kind of opened up since this crap really happened. So I appreciate the people that did stop by, you know, like the, that other show was going on. But um, yeah, I, I, I got to get going because I got to get some stuff done before I fly out tomorrow. But I appreciate everyone. And then we'll talk during the week and maybe I'll host a show down in Florida while, while I'm down there and you know, kind of give you updates of how the energy is and this permissionless event. Cause you know, I'm hoping it's going to be good. I don't know. A lot of people got wrecked, but this, this, um, conference is more, um, like Ethereum based for the most part. So in, uh, AVAX and a couple other ecos. So like they didn't get as wrecked, you know, so maybe it'll be still pretty good. And maybe that we'll be able to persuade some people to get over to cause that's my goal when i get down there is like i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that probably never even use osmosis and stuff so i'm gonna try to show Dude, this them. About low fees and quick transfers yeah and you have access it's a it's an instantaneous network effect you know and it works as intended like even during this luna shit you know there was a couple hundred million dollars of transactions and like you were still able to like do your thing on osmosis and it worked it's it, even even when validators essentially have no reason to keep the system running on Terra because it's like they've lost millions, especially if they got in late. Like they were like, look, I want to run a validator on, on Luna. And they put up all that capital to get Luna at like, say, I think the floor when it was like pumping was like a 1.8 or 2.2 mil to like be on the active set. So they probably got wrecked real bad, you know, and they kept it running. They still, there's still people validating for it. Well, I guess the chain shut off now. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a dark time, but I think we'll, we'll all get over it. And, you know, I firmly believe that IBC, one of these other chains is going to get our back. So like, if you got wrecked out of your mind, you know, I feel bad because I got wrecked out of my mind, but I think some of these other tokens are going to prevail. At least that's all we can hope for. And like I said, I'm going out on my sword. You know, I put, I, I, I said this and I, I mean it, like I got into this, I, I put what I was put in and I said, like, it would absolutely suck if I lost everything, but I think it is an opportunity. And, um, you know, with like my dad and, and stuff like that, he was always a hard worker. We didn't, we came from nothing. And I always got on a ship, even as a little kid, cause I love technology. Like, Hey, invest in this, invest in that. Like I, I used to use the Apple. I remember when her floppy disk and all this shit. I remember that when Amazon first came out, and I was like a book nerd. I'm like, man, it's so cool. Like you can just go on online and order a book and it comes to your house. Like how cool is that? Like that's what Amazon first was. And I told my dad, like, hey, you should look into this. I never thought Amazon would get this big. But imagine like all those years you just like threw some money into to Amazon, whether it was like 20 bucks a week or a month or whatever, you'd be loaded right now. So like I think that's the same thing with IVC. I really firmly am still going to stick with it, not financial advice, but I think it is building the tools to to truly make – web three in the future now i thought it was going to happen within the next two to three years where it's mass adopted maybe it still happens maybe this was just like a really big like super cycle that can come up i don't know i don't think it is i think we're kind of going to be sideways for a while could you imagine if we just shot up to like seven hundred fifty thousand bitcoin it's crazy but i mean (laughs) i mean if if like 
you know, maybe maybe it's more political. Maybe, you know, there's a new president that comes in or whatever. Maybe shit changes. I don't know. But like, um, no, I, I don't do want to like mistakenly get people hyped either. Yeah, I'm not going to get people hyped, but I do still think that, you know, all right, so maybe 2032 now is when it gets massed up. I don't know. But I think if you're in these positions and you kind of hold on for dear life, you know, it could change your life. Like maybe you make generational wealth. I still think there's opportunities here. You know, maybe we're just going to weed out some of these chains. Um, but I do think a lot of IBC brings real, use, real world utility that can change businesses, you know, consumers, hedge funds, like all this stuff. So I think, you know, we just got to try for it. At least I'm going for it. Or else I'll just work until I die, basically, like everyone else always has to. So it is what it is. <laughs> so. But I appreciate everyone stopping by. Thanks, B, thanks, B for uh, bringing a lot of value and everyone else that came by. And, you know, we'll, we'll get over this and then we'll get back to what we're doing. We'll, we'll get it. So take care, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmos. What's next? Hosted by Cosmos Haas. Recorded on Sunday, May 15th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke rolls in when I start a session Plain canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble